For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. Morning all. Two sad stories make the front of the papers. No, actually, they're inside pages stories today that I'm, I'm starting with. But they're, one of them is lovely in its own right. It is just the bond of love, if you like, where the Red Tops today are talking about the emotional tributes pouring in for a devoted husband and wife after they passed away on the same day. Matthew Matty and Kathleen Lynch uh, from up in the county cabin died peacefully at, peacefully at home. I mention this because of the fact that they passed away only within hours of each other. And people who were talking about the story said they were talking about a true lady and gentleman, that they were inseparable in life and they left together. It's a beautiful, beautiful story, sad and all as it is. And I suppose there's people listening to me right now who can tell similar kind of stories of fathers and mothers who also could not literally live without each other. You know, the, the kind of stories we've had in the past where somebody would die and then husband or wife or partner would literally pine away and pass away from a broken heart. There's another very sad, tragic story of a teenage lad with special needs. His dad drowned down in Ballybunion um, um, together with uh, another family member uh, back in 2022, in August of 2022. In fact, the little lad himself also was in the water, uh, Josh, um, 13-year-old Josh, but he managed to get out of the water with the help of a teenage surfer who came upon him and rescued him. But even since his dad passed away, the poor lad keeps on ringing his dad's mobile phone 37 weeks after he drowned. Isn't it so sad? Uh, unfortunately, on the retail front, it's also sad. Uh, awfully sad news came in yesterday when we got off the air, the closing of uh, the soon-to-close Con Murphy's uh, uh, menswear on Patrick Street. It opened uh, back in the day by Con Murphy himself in 1932. Before that, Con worked at Hobbs uh, and Cotter's on Washington Street. Nobody's own business, and it thrived. Uh, Neil Murphy uh, took over then, of course, and drove the business on, uh, but it's coming to an end. So the Echo this morning, we'll talk with Neil Murphy later on. The Echo this morning are talking about the iconic Cork retailer to shut after 91 years on Patrick Street. It's sad, isn't it? It's not the only story that deals with closures um, this morning, unfortunately. Uh, Cork Bio today talk about, and I mentioned this actually, the Jade Garden up on Blarney Street, for the reasons behind why they're closing. It's not that people don't love the food. It's not that they're not busy, um, but they've had a very tough year. So the Chinese takeaway above in Blarney Street, Jade Garden, a fa- uh, you know, people are big fans of it all over the area. They said they wanted to keep the food as cheap as possible, but that skyrocketing gas, electricity, labour, meat prices, everything, just made it too difficult uh, and they had to take the difficult choice then to pack it in. Um, they said that they were just struggling way too much with the increasing gas, electricity, labour and meat. So a tough year um, with regards to all sorts of um, you know business-related increases. God knows, everybody knows it, whether it's in business or whether it's in the home. And GameStop has also announced that it's closing its six stores right across Cork City and County. So that would be Blackpool, Douglas, Wilton, Patrick Street, Mallow and Middleton. They're actually closing all its stores all across Ireland, to be honest, but six on Leaside. So not not good news at all. Um, you know, you talk about things closing. Um, the um, the Kildare-style, Kildare Village-style project down in Carrick Tool hasn't gone away, you know, you know, because the plans have been revived for, revived for that. It would cost $100 million to put it together as a retail village in Carrick Tool, and they'd have all sorts of retail tenants down there. It's a story that makes the echo today where they're talking about it's been revived um, for the village of, of Carrigtool. And, and that, that, of course, I suppose, is great with regards to employment and, and generating cash for, 
for the city and the county and what have you. Not sure about the impact it would have on Cork City Centre, though. Would it be another nail in the coffin of Cork City? Uh, it's kind of a nail in the coffin of all of us, like when you look at the uh, increase after increase. What is the, what is the variable rate now? Is it, is it somewhere in around 4.25, lads? I'm talking to you guys listening to me. Is it 4.35, 4.35? It's certainly 4 point something. The latest one now is an extra quarter of a percent. So it's an interesting comparison made in the papers today where they say, when you look at the latest increase, which is the seventh, it means that for every €100,000 owed on a non-fixed mortgage rate, it's an extra €187 a month for every €107 owed since the rates began to climb last year. So since the first increase in the summer of last year uh, on 100,000, it's 2,204 euro extra. I mean, it's just savage. It really and truly is. Bearing in mind that it wasn't too long ago uh, that interest rates were like half a percent and a quarter of a percent. And now it's four point whatever. And then they're talking about how do we get to, to sort people who are in the clutches, homeowners in the clutches of vulture funds. It's a story that makes this morning's uh, independent on its front page. You can drill into that one yourself. But some kind of mortgage relief against the four point whatever is the only way to do that, you would think. You know, give people something back if it's even even with regards to their um, their tax returns. But as I say, that makes the front page of the independent. You can drill down into that one. Um, I should have mentioned this actually when talking about uh, the city centre and Patrick Street. Corkbio were reporting yesterday, and I don't know why, whether it was a prank or whether it was just for a laugh or whether he was tired or whether there are issues involved in it, but a very odd scene on Patrick Street on Wednesday. This fellow strolls out into the middle of Patrick Street. He plants a, a chair down in the middle of Patrick Street, blocking all of the traffic, and just sits there, totally relaxed, totally at peace with the world, while all the traffic stops and then starts to be, to back up, and eventually the cars have to drive around him. So at 6 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon, I don't know if anybody knows the individual as any more with regards to that story. And then more confusion your man and the chair and Patrick Street causes a lot of that, but so is Cork County Council. Will they or won't they open Camden Fort Mar for the summer? I'll try and find out throughout the course of the morning because it's all ready to go. A whole load of volunteers got in, did all that was needed to be doing with regards to the upkeep and renovation and making sure everything was tickety-boo. Um, and they thought that it was going to open, um, but whatever is going on at uh, Cork County Council, there's no communication as to what's going on there because the council are literally refusing to confirm or not whether Camden will be open for the summer or not. And then a story that's um, close to my heart because we dealt with it on the air earlier in this week and that is the conditions in which Ukrainian war refugees have been kept in hotels and guest houses across the country. So that makes the mail today, uh, but I'm not going to go into the details of it for now. But it does break down um, living conditions, food conditions, dampness, uh, mice, cold, um, lots and lots of complaints coming in from all over the country. Hygiene standards, um, the food that they will be given, uh, inedible, even though they're still forced to pay it. When they complain, they're being told that they can leave. So there's a, kind of a detailed story in the mail. Don't have time for it now, but I'll come back to about 10 or 15 minutes' time. And then the chaos in Montrose. I don't know what's going on, but yesterday Claire Byrne ruled herself out of the running uh, for the Late Late Show. Um, um, that's interesting because they are very keen for it to be a female to take over the role and the reins of uh, the Late Late Show. But they, this, this is Claire Byrne, right? And we also heard that Mary McCallaghan ruled herself out of the Late Late Show. So two real four front-running 
broadcasters in Ireland, female, both said no. Uh, Tommy Tiernan told me on this programme that he's not interested in the Late Late Show. He's happy enough for the show that he has. So where are we at now? Well, all sorts of speculation making the, the papers today. And they include uh, Jennifer Zamparelli, Brendan O'Connor, uh, Baz Ashmanway. But the big, apparently, frontrunner at this stage now is Sarah McInerney. All right, so we have to see uh, what happens now that we've got more out of the race. Will say, can Sarah McInerney go for it or will she come out and say, no, it's not for me either. Um, Claire Byrne said that she's happy with the radio show and indeed she has a young family. So you can understand that. The problem with the Late Late Show really is it's dated and uh, it just doesn't work anymore. They just can't get the guests that the Late Late Show used to get years ago, the big international heavy hitters. You know, it's pointless just rounding up guests in the corridors of Montrose. That won't work. And I uh, see Katrina Perry, all right, is making the papers. The examiner says she's uh, leaving her job as the uh, the anchor of the 6-1. She's going to Washington, D.C. to work for the BBC. So uh, big exodus and refusals uh, within RT. I love that story of the Bruce Springsteen fan who dashed up to him for a signature um, when he uh, was coming in to do the Dublin gigs. It's a double page spread making this morning's star. So what she does is she gets him to sign her arm, which he does, Bruce Springsteen, very big, very elaborate, beautiful signature. And she ran to a tattoo parlour to get it tattooed onto her arm for life. And as tattoos go, it's a cracker. I mean, it like she'll spend her life answering questions about it and people indeed asking for the backstory. The examiner also talks about the boss returning to welcome 114,000 uh, fans uh, in the coming days for his different gigs and that's the story that makes the paper. There are other musical stories today. Ed Sheeran won his if he'd lost this court battle it would have cost him 100 million euro and it all centred, it's been rolling on for a number of years now, it all centres as to whether or not Ed Sheeran copied Marvin Gaye's classic song Let's get it on. Hopefully this morning I'll get to play you the riffs involved in the two different songs on air that ended up having put him into court. Uh, But he won the case. The jury said that he did not, uh, that um, he independently created his own song and he didn't copy Marvin Gaye's classic Let's Get It On. It didn't help his case that at some gig he actually did both songs back to back. He did his own song, um, Thinking Out Loud, and then went into Marvin Gaye's Let's get it on. And uh, striking similarities. Uh, but the family sued him and uh, he, he won the case in court. But he was also talking about that he was very unhappy and frustrated with this court case because his Irish grandmother had died and he couldn't go to the funeral. And finally, this is kind of a novel idea in the UK where thousands and thousands of prisoners are going to be let out on day release to plug the labour shortage. Plans being considered to reduce reoffending while boosting the economy. Uh, and when they say reduce reoffending, it means letting people to go out of work and back into prison in the evening or at night, I suppose. Uh, now, not serious prisoners who would do a leg or anything like that or, or, or kill somebody or rape somebody or like that, but, but certainly uh, others, you know, people that maybe could be left out on license to go to work and go back in. What do you think of that? Do you think that would fly here? Text 0868104106. Neil Prendeville, Gold Imro Award winner for Speech Broadcaster of the Year. Red FM. Okay, and so um, that story on Ukrainian refugees that makes this morning's mail just before I get into our phone calls, they have said that their children are becoming ill due to the poor quality of food and damp conditions in their state-provided accommodation. The report says that problems include mice infestation, black mold, 
the heating being turned on for only a couple of hours each day. And these are just some of the concerns raised by people who have come here to flee war. Children are getting sick with stomach aches. Others have complaints that the quality of the food that they were given was bad. So this is not anything exclusive to this program from earlier in the week with an allegation made about a hotel in Yall. We then got to see all of the food being served up in Yall and it was pretty terrific. One resident said they're still being served rotten food but they're still being forced to pay for it. Uh, Others said that they were not willing to continue paying and the management threatened to evict them. Some are saying that they've been living in tiny rooms divided only by plywood sheeting, that there's black mould everywhere causing residents to become sick. Damp is a big problem. The cold is a big problem. The the walls and the floors are soaked with condensation um, that also gets into the wardrobe and their clothes. The conditions are not safe for children. Many are becoming sick and they cannot get to see the local GP. Some people are being housed in what appears to be old maintenance rooms with constant foul smells, infestations of mice. And the management's attitude is uh, not nice when they try and get things done to improve. Heating in another centre was only coming on for just two hours out of nine leaving older residents and children struggling with the cold. Another part of the report said that 12 people have to share a single toilet at the end of the corridor, and in yet another centre, residents have had to queue to use a toilet because there wasn't enough to cater for them. They're just some uh, of the uh, complaints and observations that were made with regards to state-provided accommodation. Now, what exactly state-provided accommodation is, well... uh, how long is a piece of string? You know, what could that be? Could it be a big old conference centre? Could it be a big old warehouse? Uh, could it be an empty office block that they've adapted? Or is it actually hotels who are contracted as well and getting big money for the gig? Text 0868104106. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Text and WhatsApp 0868104106. Gorks Red FM. And to the phone lines we go. Gillian, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? They tell me you're a young, traumatised woman. Is that right? (laughs) I am. A small bit. Yeah. You're no prude uh, and you've been on the girly holidays and you've done all of the crazy things. So what's the story with Bingo Loco in Killarney? All right. Okay. Where will I start? (laughs) Okay. Well, Um, start start by saying, are you a regular bingo player? I used to play when I was younger. We used to go every week. I used to go with my grandmother and my aunt all through childhood. So, yeah, we used to do it as kids. Yeah, okay, you okay. Know. I'm just yeah. curious as to whether you thought yeah. you were going to bingo, but no, didn't know about no. the loco. No, I knew it was, I like, we were expecting the crack and the banter and the music was, to be fair, the music was very good. We loved the laughs, you know. And we were enjoying it up to a point, Neil, you know. Was there many um, at it? Oh, a few hundred. Was it yeah. in the INEC or where was it? It was in the, yeah, it was there. Yeah, there was all age groups from the age of 18 up to the age of 70. A few hundred doesn't sound like a lot for the INEC, does it? Yeah, well, it seemed like it would seem to be busy enough, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, it okay. seems busy enough for that night, okay. you know? Okay, Here's, be, before yeah. we get your description of the carry-on, <laughs> carry-on, okay. here's part carry of the on, promo, yeah. right? Here's part of the promo from online. What is Bingo Loco? What happens in the show? Well, you get your book, you get your marker, you sit down with all your friends, your loved ones, maybe your families. There'll be a nice mix playing. A nice 90s mix, maybe. And then, bam! Confetti! 
tunes, dance-offs, lifting paddles, dildos on stage, cans being drunk, and then halfway through the show, we introduce the world's famous Bingo Loco Ring. It's a three-hour jam-packed extravaganza with three bingo games played. We call out the numbers on our magical bingo loco machine. There are three games in total, left to right, right to left, all horizontal lines. And ladies and gentlemen, this is Bingo F***ing Loco. Right, um, I, I think we've just found the next presenter for the Late Late Show. I think he's, I think he's brilliant, whoever he is. But he mentioned something about a dildo. So, okay, so in, yeah. in you went anyway. What happened next? Um, we were enjoying the music, the banter, the good crack. We were getting on with it, getting into the mode. And then it came to when the prizes came. So if you won a line, for, you know, when people went up to collect the prizes. Now, at the start, it was kind of funny. It was innocent prizes. Um, but when... Basically, there was the first instance was there was a, a mother and son. The mother went up to collect her prize and she was embarrassed to go up because they kind of do take the piss out of you, to be honest. And so her son went up and they said, look, your mom has to come up to get the prize. But when she attempted to go on the stage and um, the comments, her son was very marked. He was completely mortified, red in the face because it was said um, basically the presenter turned around and he said, your mother's a fine bit of stuff. Um, I think I he said your mother's car. a bit of. I think your mother said your mother's a bit yeah. of a ride. I think. Yeah, that's I'd, the way he went on. I'd love a bit. Um, yeah, I know, I'd love. I won't know, say what he said. He was mortified, yeah. the poor young fella, and he started walking back down the stage. And the dancer came over, and she said, "Look, she had a few words," and he went back on. Now we just went to the bathroom at that stage because I was like, I just felt so embarrassed for him yeah. and his mother. Um, so the next instance then was um, there was. You know, two people won the next line. That was fine. They went up. They had a sing-off. That was very innocent. All fine. What's that? And the the sing-off? A sing-off. There was um, because two people had won the same prize. They had to basically they did a battle of the sexes for the prize, which was um, basically we didn't know at the time what the prize was, but basically a lady won. The, she was better a better singer. What she is the, the prize? prize? What kind of prizes? Um, they, well, we had thought our impressions of going there was that you'd win like big prizes, the holidays, like there was one for a holiday. Everything else was ridiculous. It was like um, blown up um, different things, to be honest, you know. What are they Animals, blown up? Oh, blown up. Like a flamingo blown up, um, a can of beer. It was just pathetic, you know. A f- an, infl- an inflatable animal. A flamingo, one lady. A flam- yeah, an inflatable yeah, bird, a can of beer. stupid prizes, to be honest, you know. Okay. But okay. anyway, she won the prize, so her prize was a blown-up dildo. Okay? Dildo, okay. A dildo. For those right? that don't so, know, it's a sex toy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So an she inflatable. didn't just get her prize, Neil. She needed to do a sexual dance on stage, and she had to perform a sexual act on the stildo on stage. Did she do it? She did. Right. Was she reluctant to do it? A little bit. Yeah, at the start she was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And she was down the ground literally and um, people were walking out. We in the in the middle we just said I was like, Oh my God, is this actually happening? Oh at, at this bingo, stage people started to leave. People started going out to the bathroom. Some books were left there by our section. There was people start, there was a couple of people did leave. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she did that anyway. She did. Sexual dancers, yeah. the sex act on yeah. the inflatable dildo, and got yeah. a prize. That was her prize. Okay. That was it. She takes she <laughs> takes this it. inflatable dildo away with her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, there was a lot of vulgarity. I found there was no respect towards the people that were there because there was a large group of age, you know, age categories from age 18 up to 70. There was no respect with the, regarding the vulgarity of the way they spoke. There was a lot of bad language. There was a lot of sexual words brought into it. Um, even the bingo numbers were non-binary numbers. It was gone to another extreme, to be honest. What does that mean? Like um, bingo numbers were changed into non-binary. There was a lot of sexual words bought into to the bingo category. It was very... How do you change a, wor- a number into a non-binary word playing bingo? How do you do that? They just called different names to the, to the numbers. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Like transsexual, yeah. bisexual. Yeah, the no- oh, the numbers, yeah, the numbers were changed, but the language was like the effing and the blinding of, of the presenters on stage for the whole night. Like, oh, maybe, maybe that's what they do. Like, uh, may- I no disrespect to somebody who you said there was people up there in their 70s and whatever. Maybe it's just not their, their kind of gig, you know? It's horses well, it's for courses. Any, like, I'm young, Neil. I wouldn't call myself old or anything like But, I mean, for us, I mean, that I don't mind. I like the banter and I like the crack and the music. I love music. and But it's not, like, you don't go to bingo to see a sexual act on stage. That's the lowest of the lowest in my eyes, you know? Mm, mm, yeah. I wouldn't, like, I, if I wanted to go to see a sexual act, I would go to, a, you know, a place that has that on performing. You, you, would, you wouldn't? You wouldn't say that it's just having a bit of a laugh and having a bit of crack. You, you, you see, you Not see that. it when I know. Oh, extreme. Like, okay, no, I mean just in the past, particularly around. Um, uh, well, there was an event there. Was it a Mother's Day event or was it something around okay. women's? But I think it was a women's little Christmas f- events. Uh, three or four different mm-hmm. pubs around Cork at the time brought in male strippers. And, of course, everybody's yeah. got a mobile phone now. So others were yeah. filming simulated sex acts by women on the male stripper. But they know? knew what they were getting, Neil. They knew true, that, that was true. going. You know, I didn't expect to go to bingo and see a woman performing a sexual oral sex on a dildo. Do you know what that's, I'm saying? That's true. <laughs> I, I take your point 100%. You knew it would be you a know? bit crazy, but at the same time, you knew it was going to be bingo, perhaps not going yeah. that far. Yeah, That's so, the thing. Like, it's all about sexualizing everything. I feel that everything you go to these days, it's gone to extremes. Like, even bingo now, it's sexualized. You know, it's gone too far and it's gone too liberal for my liking, you know. Was it? And, and you think we need to get back to more traditional oh, beliefs? we have to get back to more. You can go, you could have the bingo local without the sexual acts and the vulgarity, a bit of respect. You know what I'm saying? It's coming to Cork, though. It's coming to Cork at well, the Marquee on Sunday, June the 4th. They're going to. If they're, if they're into going watching women perform sexual acts on stage, well, that's up to them. But I wouldn't be going back for that reason. Yeah. So you did leave and your pals as well? We did. Okay, was yeah. it expensive? It was twenty was it twenty six fifty? Yeah, was the bar was the bar open? Yeah, the bar was open. No, yeah. I wasn't drinking that night, to be honest. But I you see, people home. have a few jars, yeah. the inhibitions are relo- relaxed and they'll go up on stage and they'll they do things that they, they might regret in the morning, you know? But the, yeah, yeah. a couple of yeah, drinks maybe know. just, uh, you know, loosens them up. The Glen Eagle, we got, we got on to the yeah. Glen Eagle following your uh, chat with yeah. us, uh, with, with the lads, and, she, and they said, thank you for your inquiry. We have hosted Bingo Loco a number of times, including last mm-hmm. Friday night. That's the one you were at. We mm-hmm. did not receive any complaints following this event or any previous events. 
and that's from the Glen Eagle INEC events team. I'm just curious with a response mm-hmm. like that, were there other yeah. people like you who are annoyed about it? Oh yeah, I mean, I met a, a, like that now, I met other people there and as I said, they they were horrified. People were putting their hands up to their face when that happened. They were like, is this actually happening? Are we really seeing this like, you know, they were shocked to be honest. And there was younger people were shocked. Did they leave? You know? um, in the end, most people just literally were kind of going, when this was going on, they either went to the bathroom or there was a few people did leave. All right, they went up to the bar. Yeah. You know, you know, sex, you know sex isn't a dirty thing. It's not anything that I really, know, but everything has be been sexualized. Of. Everything is being sexualized. It's gone to another level. Like it's between bingo, between schools, everything is being sexualized. It's gone extreme. You know, mm, mm, mm. can we not have a normal, you know, normality? Can we not? Do we have to bring sex into everything we you know? As the tabloids used to say, sex sells. Uh, hold on there a second. Linda, good morning. Hi, good morning. We How live in a rapidly changing world, but for Gillian, it's too fast and in the wrong direction. What about you? Like, I mean, I know loads of people that go to Bingo Loco, and I suppose, like, if it's not for you, it's not for you. You can leave. You know, he does say in the advertisement that these dildos. I've personally never been there. But, I don't know, I just think it's not for everyone. Like, you don't need to go if you don't want to go. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it doesn't... It's not demeaning to women, though, to be doing that kind of thing on a stage just to get win a, they don't have to an do inflatable it, toy. You know? Yeah, but they don't have to do it. Yeah, but if you, know? you don't do it, you don't get the prize. You filled your line, but there ain't no prize. Yeah, well, the prizes, I will admit now, when she was saying what the prizes are, I don't think that's fair at all. I think the prizes definitely, like, if people are paying to go to a show, like, I mean, the prizes should be worthwhile at least. But just think know? about it, Linda. You go there, and you know it's going to be crazy or what have you, but you pay for your bingo cards, and you fill in your line, and you go up to get your prize, and they say... Sorry, you must first perform a sex act on a provo- on a on an inflatable yeah, that, sex like toy before I, I give mean, you the prize. Isn't that a kind of a race to the bottom? Yeah, well, that that bit now I I do agree. I do, I wouldn't really be agreeing with that bit, but I think as a show as a whole, I mean, like with the language and stuff like that, like he does say in the advertisement that it does include dildos. Like I'm not saying that that's okay, but. It is kind of said out there, so I, I just don't know. I, as I said, I've never been to it. Yeah. I've never been to it. I've only seen people at it, and it does look very fun. From what I've never heard any of my friends or anything saying that it wasn't fun. Actually, somebody so, says the bingo loco is fun and games, and it's well advertised beforehand. People should know before going. I, I think to some extent, Gillian, it would be like going to a Tommy Tiernan gig. And being yeah, shocked I mean, Neil, that he curses. positives as well. I have no problem with the banter and the crack was very good. The music, as I said, the lighting, the confetti, it was all fun up to a point, Neil. This was the area that would have concerned me. Do you know, it was demeaning really to have a lady going up on stage and performing a sexual act at a bingo event. It was the lowest of the lowest. Okay. In the world. You know, okay. I just, there was no respect there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or indeed the son having to go up with his mother and then no, having a sexual no. remark made about his mother. I, I guess, yeah. I guess you know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. There's but some bits it's that gone too far. There's definitely some bits that probably would be taken too far, like those things. But I think, does that happen every time? I don't know, because I haven't heard things like he that. Didn't ask, he didn't ask the lad's mother to perform a sex act. <laughs> no, thank okay. God. Okay, because that would have been very traumatising. That would have been quite yeah. serious, wouldn't it? 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, then. Um, I can tell you one thing. Uh, this conversation this morning will probably sell a lot of tickets for Bingo Loco at the Marquee on Sunday, June 4th. If they're looking to see sexual acts, yeah. But at least they'll have an idea of what they're going to get. Yeah. Um, Neil, I just wanted to say as well, I thank you for allowing me to express my opinion. Cause I think now more than ever, free speech is very important because our government are trying to shut free speech down. Now, that's picking up on what Maureen was saying earlier in the week. Why do you say that, that free speech because would be I no more? Because I feel opinions. I'm here, like all week now I've been hearing about the free speech and I actually was watching a little bit of the programme last night on the Tonight Show and I actually was horrified to know that basically by expressing opinions now like they don't even our government doesn't even know how to define hate at this stage on what I was hearing last night and basically you could face up to five years in prison if your opinion was they felt that it was wrong so I feel everybody should be literally expressing their opinion and no give me more some examples of the opinions that one might have that don't um, that don't you you might like I, in general I suppose you could go you might like someone else's opinion and you might comment on it and they might they can report you, and the judge basically decides then if you are if you were wrong, and if they feel you're wrong, you can face up to five years in prison. So that is very important. I feel now everybody I'm finished, should so. I'm be. I'm finished. You know, I'm finished. I'll be one of the how first. How are we going to I, get on the radio, Neil? I'll you know, be, for well, you won't, because I'll be one of the first that'll be arrested. I'd say if that's the <laughs> case. I'm sure. Well, they won't be shutting me down. None of them. But there's 110 TDs. If you're aware, they all voted for it, and that's including Sinn Fein. So. I think people need to be aware, you know, yeah, who they'll yeah. be voting in next. I'll tell, you, know? I'll tell you something. I, I'd love to get to know more about this, but I'm not, I'm not around for the next couple of weeks. Mick Mulcahy is in. Yeah. But I'll, I'll say to the lads that he should drill Definitely. into that story big time. We need a big topic on it. Yeah, yeah. so I'll get, I'll get the lads start working on that later and they can have a good deep, deep look into it next week and see exactly how alarmed we should be. Yeah, uh, but mean, but we, we do to need to protect sections opinion. of... We do need to be able to protect sections of society. You, you can't just have a free-for-all and a pile-on, you but know? But we were all with a free democracy, Neil. Like, we're all sovereign people and in every country in the world it's free speech besides China, now, to be honest. We're going down a very slippery road, you know, if we're taking away free speech... It's a bad road to be down. It's pure and utter tyranny, to be quite honest. They wouldn't get away you with know? it in America, I can tell you that. They certainly wouldn't. And the Irish people are very soft. But our, regarding our TDs, we need to start getting str- more, less fearful okay. and voicing to, opinions. We and need to sit up and pay attention. You're welcome. Did you want to jump in on that, Melinda? Do you just want to stick to the uh, dildos no, of the market? No, I don't. The market? Like that, you know, I'm, I'm not really... Um, were you aware? Were you aware of what potentially is no, coming down the track? Well, it wasn't. I was more listening, to be honest, because I wasn't aware of it. There you go. So we need to look at it a little bit deeper. Thanks, guys. Thank Appreciate you. it. Much Thank obliged. You. Thank Bye. you both. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Back after the break. Calls on the way. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on oh eight one eight one zero four one zero six. Red FM. Okay, just give me two seconds, dear dear. I'll come to you then. I just was googling a little bit there, and I'm just. This is just off the bat. We have, and I think we all knew we already have a, prohibi- a prohibition of incite to hatred act already, and we've had it since I think 1989. That's the hate speech speech laws. But these are new laws under the and under the 1989 law, a person can defend themselves against charges by by proving that they did not intend to spread hatred that was the defense not knowing the content of the material or not lacking the you know uh, not having enough information or whatever, not knowing that it was deemed to be threatening, abusive, and so you could get off it in that regard. But the new law changes that. It makes a person liable for a hate crime, even if they claim they did not intend it. 
Um, so there's there's a kind of a significant difference in that regard. So uh, it's quite interesting. And the Irish Council for Civil Liber- Civil Liberties are also uh, commenting on it in this particular article. So more more on that, perhaps. I'll even get back to it throughout the course of the morning if you have an opinion on it. But back to the phone lines for now. Dear me, good morning. Hi, you know. Is this bingo, bingo loco, is it? Yeah, I just can't understand what the women are on about. Why do they go to it? They, well, in the, in the case of one caller, she didn't know that it was going to be so sexualized or the use of performing sex acts on uh, inflatable um, sex objects and what have you. That was the case that Gillian didn't know that that was going to be part of it. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. You must research what you're going to go to, like. Um, they... I'm just looking at your text here, sorry. You said that they should know what it's like so they can come up... So that they, oh, yeah. They, they, they say it's degrading to women. Yeah. It is. It's ridiculous why they go to it. Why did they pay money to go to it? They, like they're going to go and look at something that they're hoping to win a prize. Yes, but in Gillian's case, she didn't know it was going to be degrading to women that you can't get your bingo prize unless you perform a sex act. She I'm sure that's stupid. Well, that's, no, well, that's, well, why is it stupid? She didn't know. Actually, she should have researched it, like... What I mean, did you know? No, I didn't, but okay. sure, I wouldn't... I wouldn't carry on like that anyway. You know, it's it's, it's absolutely stupid what women do. What? And really... What do you mean by that? They just, they just, they just go to everything and they say we'll have a great crack here and we'll have a great crack there and they don't research what they're going to do um, well, I don't know of examples of that I mean like, uh, well. like, like, what would be an example of women not researching where they should be going to have a bit of fun I mean they go clubbing, they go on holidays overseas, they might go to Ibiza if they're of that age, they might go to Magaluf, they kind of know what's going on there, this is bingo Who's running the bingo song? Uh, bingo loco run it. Um, it's just it's just when you said that this is typical of women; they don't research things before doing it. It's kind of a broad statement uh, to make. Yeah, because it, 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 it they just seem to think that life is a, just a you know you can do this and you can do that. You can't do this, and nowadays you can't. Okay, all right. Okay, thanks for that. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. Uh, just catching up on some texts and emails from the past couple of days. There was a story that I mentioned on the air recently about nurses' burnout. Uh, heading to Australia, just can't hack it anymore. Text just says, can't understand why people still allow their kids to go into the nursing profession. The problems we speak of today are the same problems that the parents of these kids in the same profession have been complaining about for years. I have no sympathy anymore for anyone that chooses to study nursing when they know the problems in the system have existed for years. I do, however, acknowledge the great job they do against all of these issues that are put in front of them. Thank you for that. No sympathy for somebody to go into nursing knowing that nursing's a disaster. And speaking of people then that do actually go overseas, remember we were chatting about uh, the cost of things uh, with regards to you know where you can go that's cheaper than staying, staying here uh, in Ireland. We booked Benidorm for the 3rd to the 9th of May. Flights, €69 Euro return with Ryanair and accommodation, 
€240 for the both of us for six nights. Isn't it insane, the value you can get? And Benidorm's a cracking good place. Uh, Listening to the cost of the Dean for the weekend, what they didn't mention is that there is about €100 holding fee on top of the cost when you get there. I was shocked when staying there for the additional expense. Not sure about this. I don't know... Uh, as to why there's a holding fee um, on top of the cost. What, is, what does that actually mean? Does it mean it's refundable if you actually arrive? Just one or two more. Um, listening from Australia, um, uh, and I can't believe people are still talking about hotel rates in Ireland. I was on with Neil when I was the GM in Cork Hotels, and people need to understand how hard it is to run a hotel in Ireland, says Dermot Vaughan. Let's get Dermot on the air from Australia, if possible. Killarney is just so expensive. I was there for the weekend of the Rally of the Lakes, and it was crazy expensive and crazy busy, too. Uh, only last week, I got two nights B&B, two three-course dinners, coffee and scones on arrival, my own room for the total of €223 in a five-star food hotel. Well, the food was five-star anyway, in the Rose Hotel in Tralee from Sunday to Thursday uh, for €223 for two nights bed and breakfast. That's value, and I suppose if you search it out, you'll probably find it. Last year, we went for two weeks tent camping at River Valley, two adults and two kids. Altogether, we spent €3,500. In three weeks' time, we're going to Morocco for 10 days. All-inclusive, flights, transfers, three um, trips, all included, four and a half grand. Don't get me wrong, though. We had a fabulous time in Wicklow, but compare the prices between the two. And there's lots more like that, which I'll come back to. But I want to go back to the phone lines. Uh, Quiva, good morning. Morning, how are you? Okay, bingo loco. Were you there? I was there, yeah. Okay, do you ta- did you hear Gillian's conversation with me? She was there. O- only quickly, because I only said, my aunt texted me to say listen to it, because we had a great night. Okay, did you know what was going to be going on there? Yeah, I went before. Yeah. Listen, I don't want to be coming across as a prude or anything. I mean, because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm quite the opposite. But I'm wondering, do you see any of the points that Gillian is making at all? I thought it was just for a bit of crack and a bit of a laugh. I didn't take it too serious. Like, we were just there having fun. Okay, okay. How many of you were there and what kind of age group? We went about, about 20 of us went, I'd say. I was probably one of the youngsters. Oh, no, we, I just took it. There was a girl who was about 22 up to 50s, I'd say. We, it was my aunt's 40th, so we were the younger ones. And then we had the older ones. They're not old. Did any of them go on stage? Anybody win anything on my stage? My aunt, yeah, my aunt went on stage and she won um, the drinking hat. She had to put a hat on and down a drink. But she didn't mind. Okay, it's so yeah. The, I, the, they're the kind of prizes they are. A bit kind of wacky, off the wall kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, we did, and they they put they show them beforehand anyway on the website and stuff what they're going to be giving away. Okay, did it involve her having to drink something on the stage? Yeah, she had to drink something. But Is it, was that a drinking competition? No, she was by herself. She had to go up. She won her. She won a line, so she got to go up and win a hat kind of thing. So then she got to down a drink if she wanted, and she downed it. And what was that? A can of something. I don't know what drink it was, but she downed a can. So she had to down a can of alcoholic drink, is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, quickly kind of thing. Yeah, but she she enjoyed doing it. No, I don't, I don't know that. I know. I just I just don't, I haven't been there. Yeah, I yeah. just want to know yeah. what people are being asked to do. She didn't collapse after it or anything. No, get no, sick. No, no, she came down. She was jumping around, having a laugh, and came back down to us. We were all dancing away, having a laugh. Okay, okay. So it's crack. It's let your oh, hair down. Yeah, my aunt. My aunt texted me. We were like, "Could we have to go on air?" Oh my god, uh, someone saying it's not great or whatever. And they were like, "I wish we were going again this week because." She says that. Well, her point is that. The world's gone crazy and, and everything's just overly sexualized 
and everything right. is just um, it's just going too far too fast you know mm-hmm. you don't agree with any of that it's a good laugh don't I thought go it was a good laugh I'd be going again if I could straight away <laughs> uh, like yeah we it's, all dressed up as well in um, 90s vibes we were all bright colours and stuff yeah and people yeah. were coming over asking could they sit with us now so it's not for everybody, but for those who know what they're going to, it's just yeah. a, great, a great night. Okay. Exactly. All right. Maybe do the research first. Do the research. Okay, so you'll be heading down to Live of the Marquee then because it's there in June. I can't. I'm going away for that. I'm going away that week. I, everyone, I wish I was going, but no, I'm going away. Where are you going? I'm going to Lord's Volunteering. Are you? What's that involved? Yeah, I go every year. Um, I go down in the mornings as a handmaiden and I volunteer then in the morning with a bunch of ladies but there's loads of volunteers throughout the day. A handmaiden? Yeah, so I go down into the hospital and I make the beds and stuff and I get, we get there's other people then who'd get the people the patients up and get them their breakfast all volunteers so I go every year. Ah, uh, stop. That's incredible. Yeah. So the hospital or where people are staying uh, are they there to go to Lourdes They're, for a cure? So we go from, I'm Cork and Ross, but there's, I go with Cloyne, um, Cloyne Pilgrimage. So they bring their own patients from here and we bring them over and then we care for them over there. It's all volunteer work. So I go with my nan as well every year. My nan brought me first and I, I go with her. Then I started to get to know people because it's the same crowd every year. And I go with them then and I go down to task and I volunteer every morning. And there's people who work during the day. There's, there's young people who go over from Fortier and help. There's men that go across and do security and do the bar... bar I can't say the word. Bar... bar something. Sorry. Barcada? Bar, bar, yeah, can't think. Oh, the Barcadia. But tell me, tell yeah. me, um, the people that are in the hospital that you care for, mm-hmm. are they people who are looking for a cure? I'm just curious. Um, some probably would be looking okay. for a cure. Okay. Some are some are sick. Yeah, a lot of sick. Yeah, yeah. They go every year, and we 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 care for them. Then over there, and they get do you, to. Do you go to the Grotto of Our Lady? Do you go to Lord's itself? Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say I'm very holy, but I go with my nan, and I love the experience. I feel like when I come back, I just have something. I just feel. You know, relaxed or something. I know. I know you've a baba there and you're struggling, and this is the last thing oh, you need. I just very, people very interested in what you do. Have you ever seen yeah. any miracles there? Um, it's a miracle my nan learned how to text over there with me. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a miracle at Lord they learned how to text. The intervention from our lady was to teach her how to text. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. So it's interesting that you go to Lourdes to look after the sick in a very holy place and then you're at yeah. Loco Bingo where people are performing sex and sex acts and inflatable dildos. Exactly, that's it. <laughs> okay. You're very open-minded and broad in your thinking. Yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> Alright, good luck. Take care. Thanks Thank for that. You, Cheers. Bye. bye, Quiva. Back after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818 106 Corks Red FM. I'd imagine that these new hate laws would actually prevent people from texting or me reading out different texts on topics that people might have a passionate opinion, like the texture says you're talking about nurses being burnt out and leaving the country. Uh, why do we talk like that as if it's exclusive to, to nurses? Uh, it does worry me that my children will probably never have their own home. There are families in their homes now being evicted without any accommodation for them. They're stressed to the nines with worry. Where are the modular homes for them? 
Um, so that could deemed now to be the start of a, a, a hate crime. Uh, I do feel sorry for Ukrainians, but listening about modular homes for Ukrainians, where are the modular homes for our own? Um, and then there's others like that. It's a very interesting one there, actually. There are people sleeping in doorways, begging for money in order to get food. People who are welcome to the country get handouts left, right and centre. Um, they should put up or shut up. That probably it would also... Uh, be a, a hate crime under new legislation. They're getting free accommodation, free food, free money, free medical cards and so on. That probably is too. What more do they want? Irish people are bending over backwards to make ends meet. The eviction ban has been lifted but only the Irish will be evicted. None, I'm sure, of us Irish uh, were ever overseas treated like this with handouts. Ireland's a soft touch, says Richie. Again, um, that probably will be deemed to be an offence. Um, let me think of another one that might be deemed to be an offence. I have to stay anonymous due to my job. I'm the main catering manager for a company that supplies food for four units that house 400 Ukrainian refugees. We run a similar, similar food to y'all regarding breakfast, lunch and dinner. We do have Ukrainians that work for us so we can try and cook food as close to their food as we can and they help us with ideas. Out of all of them, we do have a good 30 to 40 that still give out about the food, even though we try our best to accommodate them. Even though it's not 100% the same as what they eat at home, we also have a fee. Um, even though they get fed, housed and have money given to them, they will still try to take stuff from food banks for the homeless. Also, they say our food is inadequate for them, even though we supply fridges and freezers for them to keep their own ready-to-eat food that they would like to buy and keep. We also accommodate a few that want to buy their own food and we cook it for them. But we still have a good few people that we just can't please no matter what we do. Uh, selection of text. So pick it up again after 10. Let me remind you as well, it's a free food Friday today, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters Piri Piri. That would be Douglas and Blackpool Retail Parks. You guys need to be texting who you are and where you are to 86 106 We'll start the shout outs at about 20 minutes past 10 this morning. And of course, this will feed 15 to 20 of you and you might well win it a little later this morning. I'll start uh, the shout-outs at 20 past 10 and also go through the food. And there's a lot of it. That's courtesy of ourselves and Roosters Piri Piri. So text or WhatsApp who you are and where you are. I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie. The Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. Okay, we're rocking along this morning. I'll come back to text, I promise you. But one of the stories that I mentioned today is the closure. It's actually in a big, huge, the headline making this morning's echo, Con Murphy's Closing, one of Cork City's oldest and most famous shops, Con Murphy Menswear has announced its closing after more than 90 years in business. And just ahead of chatting with Neil Murphy, son of the man who set it up in the first place, Con Murphy. I just, I wanted to chat again to Joe Long. Uh, I know he's under a bit of pressure this morning, so I want to just clip ahead because we had a great conversation uh, some time back because he was born, well, he was, he was a Besbra baby, was Joe. He joins me by phone. Joe, good morning. Joe, was good morning, bo- you were born in Besbra and then fostered to a family over the Chateau on Patrick yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah. Think, yeah, fair play to you, Joe, for coming on. So, Patrick Street and the streets of Cork were your playground. And do you remember when you were on with me, you could name 90 shops up and down both yep. sides of Patrick Street? Mm. Yeah. I do indeed, yes. Say compared then to now, it's very changed, isn't it? Yeah, I was just looking down now at my list. And at the present moment, I should think there are about eight premises that are still there since the 60s. Okay. Let me write them down, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Shoot. Um, we have Fitzgerald's. 
Yeah. You have uh, uh, Conmore Face. You have done stores. You have um, Take your time. Tom Murphy's. Tom Murphy's. Yeah, I was looking. You know, um, um, you, shop, Mo- yeah. Murray's. Yeah, you have Cashes. That's still there, isn't it? Yeah, it's got Brown Thomas. The but they must have they're gone as well now. Um, most of them are gone. I I found about six or seven. Uh, oh yes, uh, uh, the gun shop. Murray's, yeah. Murray's, yes. Um, you have. Uh, let's see, no, where's the mayor again? Fitzgerald's, uh, Con Murphy's, Tom Murphy's, Con Dunn's, yeah. Murray's, the gun shop. I, I don't know about, about Cassius, to be honest with you. It's, not, it's no, Brown Cassius Thomas. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah, Brown Thomas now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had them all there no minute ago. Do you know, is there many more than that, to be honest, to be absolutely it's honest with you? Six or seven only. That's all. Let's stay on all yeah. yeah. You know? Hang on a second. You, you definitely put the Chateau on the list, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, sure, I have that as well, yeah. 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 Sure, that's so we've got the oh, Chateau, seven. Murray's, yes, Tom Murphy's, Con Murphy's, Duns and Fitzgerald. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find enough. Tung Singh. Tung Singh, yes, yes. That's I'd right. include that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would make eight, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm only thinking off the top. Of what? There's not many more than that, I'd say. There wouldn't be many more, I'd say. No, Undoubtedly, no, if there no. is, somebody will text me. No. What What do you make of Patrick Street now, considering the news that Con Murphy's is shuttering? What do you think of the, the, the landscape? Well, um, I, I, as I said, like, um, when you walk down now to Patrick Street, you've got to look up at the buildings to remember what was there before, what you're looking at straight ahead of you. Mm, mm. Because the architect is still the same at the top, but the faces have changed. As, no? as in the names over the door have changed. The names over um, the door, would you yeah. would you put Eason's on the list, even though they've moved locations? Uh, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, because uh, DSP were there before them, and Dolan's was there before them. Yeah. So I mean, they'd, they'd be shifting around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they're over the Victoria Hotel now, which is just after opening their shop there. Yeah. No, I know that. Yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't put porters on the list as well because they're closed. No, yeah. because I think before porters were there, they, there was the Kelly rents. Was that RTV rental or someone like that? Was there? Pardon? What was the telly rental where you could rent the TV by the week? Wasn't yeah, it? That's quite right. Yes. And before that was the drapery store, the fifty shilling store back in the forties and fifties. Yeah. You see, so that changed, and now you have the burger of the. Uh, the donuts there. You do, no? yeah. It's you burger see? joints and donut shops, yeah, yeah and yeah. and phone shops and charity shops and stuff like that. So it's most most of the shops have changed the names all the way through Patrick Street. Only but a few. Did you ever write down that entire list, the ninety that you could name? I have them here, actually. Jenny Mac. I'm looking at them now. Yeah. Give us a few of them there. I know that we get ninety of them, but. Yeah. Shane O'Sullivan's, Valley's Tobacco, Volcanus Chemist at the top by the, by the Grand Parade, Wolf of Bones's, Fieldy's Chemist, Monster and Leinster Bank, Cassidy's, Thompson's Restaurant, Lipton's, Bulger's, Gerald Barry's, Elvery's, Moakler's, Pavilion Cinema, Ronan Thompson, Murray's Gun Shop, Ulster Bank, Max Sweeney's Photoshop, Barter's, which is another one that's still there. Barters. Yeah. yeah. L&N, 
London and Newcastle, Exam Raffles is gone, or Flynn's Butchers, John, John Dunn's, John's, British Rail, Smith Stores, Mayor's Chemist, Wesley Chapel, Foley Sweet Shop, The Leprechaun, McCall of Spa, Robert Days, Joseph Mayer, uh, Dunn Stores, Leicester's Chemist, Savoy Cinema, on Torstall, that was there in the 50s, they strike the tourist office, uh, the Monster Iron Hardware, the Steam Packet, oh Dowden's, Piggott's, Kingston Shoe Shop, Fards Furriers, it was Lee Paul's photograph before that, Darien Highland, the Old Bridge, Swan and Cygnus, um, Cork Gas Company gone, Bellina's gone, Mangan's, Clock is still there, that's about all, uh, Tivoli Restaurant, uh, the Shamrock Shop, the Tobacconist Shop, uh, Blair's Chemist, uh, Tyler's, Roaches Stores, Cashes, Cogmore's, Burton's. Oh my God. The shelves are still there. McKegney's Cleaners, uh, Monster Arcade, Egan's Jewelers, Academy Shops, Butchers, later before that, JB Roaches, Tyler's, Victoria Hotel, Irish Independent Office, Air Lingus, uh, Woolworths, oh my God. Uh, Kelly Rents, Saxon, Egan's, Blackthorn House, Cavendish, Burton's, Manshop, Grants, Cogmore's, Hobbs, Murphy's, Tom Murphy's and Con Murphy's, and back up again to the chemist. Is that, the, is that both sides? Both sides, yeah. Oh no, you must remember, yeah, it was from 1 to Joe. 118. Joe, 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 yeah. it's heartbreaking to listen yeah. how yeah. beautiful a street it was with the amount yeah. of, um, with all these different complementary businesses, most of them family businesses offering all and, sorts of different products and services. And most of them have memories for somebody or other. It's heartbreaking yeah. to hear that yeah. list yeah. being read. Yeah. Yeah. They're all gone. They're gone, yes. As I said, there's eight or ten, maybe that were still there. But the variety was just incredible. Yeah. The variety of businesses yeah. you just described there. And you Tobacconists remember, and banks and cafes yeah. and, uh, you know, restaurants and cinemas and, oh, my God. But you must remember now, these are only on the shop fronts on the lower half of the buildings. Then you have the upper part of the buildings where there was hairdressers, watch repair shops, all that, you know. And even when you look up over at the stores now, government buildings had 38 or 39 offices up there. They did? There so was, that, a, was that part of the revenue or the tax office or something? It was indeed. They had everything, agriculture, you name it. It was the side entrance everything on Mailer Street, wasn't it? That's quite right, just on the corner of Mailer Street. How did it get to where it's at now? Everything was transferred to, to, to government buildings in Dublin. I no, I mean, just generally, the landscape you just described there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, is it any wonder that, that the city and Patrick's was a magnet to people every yeah. day? Is it, it was, any wonder that the old photographs had people thronged, beautifully yeah. dressed by and large, incidentally, I, inside in the city centre? Yeah. yeah. As I said, um, uh, I walked in a few places there as such. I walked in the LNN, I walked in Smith stores. I worked in Woolworths. I worked in the Academy Shops. I worked in uh, DSB in Parking Street. So I had a fair share. <laughs> I know. I know, I know. You're, 
you're saying quite upbeat because um, you know if I if I had that list in my head or lived amongst all those build businesses, yeah. I'd be I'd be depressed and heartbroken. Yeah. But you yeah, don't sound that way, do you? Pardon? You don't sound like that. No, no, no. So that's life. Everything changes. There's nothing going to remain the same. True, true. You just, you just, what you, you, you retain it in your mind or your memory. You know, and that's it. As simple as that. And what you do know? you make of the news now that Con Murphy's is gone? Opened its doors first in uh, 1932. Um, you see, people are not coming into the city. And any loyal customs they had, they're hoping that their children will come into them. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I'll, cha- I'll chat with Neil now in a second, but that's another good one gone, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, as I said, like, I was looking now at one of the, the drapery shops in town just uh, the other day, and you can buy four suits, if you had the money, for a thousand euros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. stand the window, you there you give it the price of one up second okay. and third okay. and fourth. Yeah. And for four suits you get it for a thousand euros. Yeah. Damn good suits oh. though as well, because oh, these would be yeah, properly yeah, made. Yeah. Let me talk to Neil Murphy, who's son of the original Con Murphy, who opened the doors first. Do you feel free to, to stay if you no, wish to, but I think you're under pressure. Are you going to you going to I ask? am because you see I promised I mean I I, I can't leave them down. I have to go down and do my singing. Off you go. You're going down to the church. You're going to St. Augustine's, I think, yeah? Yeah. That's Off you go. Right. Listen, Joe, thank you so much thank for waiting. Much. Yeah, I'm sorry now, but uh, as I said... You're grand. If, well, even talk- when sometime you might need me during. <laughs> what a lovely guy. Thank you, Joe. Take care, Joe. Listen, Neil, good morning. Hello, Neil. How are you? I'm good, man. Just as a by the way, that's Joe Long. He was born and reared by um, a family over the Chateau on Patrick Street, and he can list the entire 90 businesses on Patrick Street from when he was a boy. He figures there's about six or seven left. Um, yeah. It was yeah. an incredible list that he read out. I won't, I won't go through it again. I know you, you missed it because you're very busy. But tell us, wh- why was the sad decision made? Uh, I suppose uh, we were mulling over it for quite some time because um, in order to carry a, a business forward into uh, for, for over a very long period which we've been there for um, you need you need generations that are interested in this and uh, we were very lucky in terms of when my father started in 1932 uh, my brothers came in then and they were uh, they were a lot older than me I was a very late addition to the family that's so Brian and Des yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah and they kept it going the 60s and 70s and they uh, uh, most of the 80s as well and uh, so uh, now I, even though I was the same generation as them it was like a new man coming in because there was a 17 age gap 17 year age gap between myself and, and my eldest brother so uh, I came in then and you know with every with every generation you need you need you know enthusiasm and, yeah. and drive and hunger and all that and sometimes, you know, like me now at my age, you get kind of stale and you kind of need someone to come in and, and, and shake things up. And in my own family, I've, I've, I'm blessed with three beautiful kids, but there's none of them interested in the, in, in the business. We've, we've tried and looked at just not interested and that's it. And uh, yeah. you, long ago, you were kind of, if you were, if you were kind of... Um, uh, you know, you'll be dragged in by the That's Lango. true, you automatically just went in and took over. Those days are gone now. People yeah, cattle yeah, their own yeah, canoe, yeah. you know? You know. Yeah, and the, the people have their own interests now and, and they want to do their own thing. So if they don't want to come in, you, you, you can't put pressure on them. And you, I wouldn't like anyone to do anything that they wouldn't like anyway. So, but, it, um, you, but it must break your heart, though. It is a very, very difficult decision, to be honest, because 
where like I'm representing not just uh, my own family, but my my brothers who are, who are still to the good, thank God, and uh, their families, and you know the history of of. Um, you know, I, I was, I went to, last night, I went to the, the we have a visitor's book from the 1950s. Do you? And I was going through it last night, and I, I was crying, to be honest with you. It's why? So, why? Why did it make you so emotional? Uh, it's, it's just, you know, the messages from people that wrote in the visitor's book down through the years, and the, the, all the different people, gee, because it was, um, it was, it was happening in, in a way, but it was, I, I, I just said, you know, I'm, I'm striking a, um, a line through all that, and I, I was, it, it made things worse, to be honest with you, but, uh, but I suppose that the main reason, um, like, what, what, what uh, the main reason that, we, that I did make the decision at this time was the fact that uh, my right-hand man, Donny Welch, um, decided at the start of the year that he was going to retire. Was Donny the there first, long? He was, he's uh, uh, only 55 years, so... Go away, 55 <laughs> yeah, yeah. years. Oh, no. So, yeah, we have we've a history of, of having staff that are brilliant staff and that we hold on to them as best we can. So, uh, previous to that, we had a chap, Charlie Meegan, who was with us 66 years. So, um, but, so, like, uh, and we have another chap working with us today now, and uh, Michael Kelly, he's, uh, he's only 48 years with us, so... Go away. He's the new man. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, yeah. So you're like uh, describing people inside and are you being served? You remember them working exactly, being served? Exactly, but yeah. just, so Donny retired after a long, long working life in in cons, and and then and you described him at the time as the heartbeat of the store. And was it his retirement then that made you think there's it nowhere was, left to it go? Was. It was. It was um, basically. Um, like he he was the head buyer and he was the head sales, but he was the, he was the focal point and um, the go-to man. And now we've we've two other great salesmen as well. But he was just known far and wide. And uh, just when when that decision was made, it, it made my decision then to 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 you know to retire much easier. I know, and, I know. And, you know, know, it just it gave us the final push, I suppose. And uh, so, but. And look, that's that's the way it is. But, but it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's upsetting because like the my my the, the, our customers are there and they're one or two broke down. You know, you could see the, the, what it meant, what we meant to them. And it was, you know, it's, it's, has that, and business businesses continue to be good, hasn't Neil? Yeah. Well, it it is it, it, like retail is difficult since COVID. There's no question about that. But it's not like it has, has nothing to do with our decision. Like we we have two online shops and they're keeping us they were keeping us going during COVID and even after so yeah yeah it, um, you have the quality it, you see you have the quality it's people who yeah, want quality know where to go and your dad started yeah. that quality didn't he way back in the day I think he was he put he put suits and jackets and hats and everything on General Tom Barry I believe didn't he that's right that's right because um, you know he like it, it, back back then it was mostly you did have stock but it was mostly made to measure made to so measure. all the yeah. we were all trained uh, for that we were all you know it was um, we were you know we were um, you had to measure a person properly and you were you, you didn't sell something that wasn't suitable so when you when you have that attitude then going through the different generations people come in and they know that they're going to buy something that's not too big or not too small yeah, or, or yeah. the wrong colour 
or whatever. So you kind of, they come back then because they've been looked after, you know. Yeah. If you sell something wrong to someone, they won't come back anymore. I know, so, uh, I know. You won't that get that off the peg a lot of the time, you know. It's like, no, it's, it's no, small, no. medium, large, take it and go, whatever the case may be, you know. That's it, yeah. Whereas yeah. The, so, that, kind of what you'd be doing would be very bespoke, you know. And Tom Murphy's must be very upset with the news and Fitzgerald's must be very so upset with the news, are they? Ah, uh, yeah, tis, look, we're all around a long time and, uh, tis, you know, tis, we're all great friends. We, you know, the, the, um, even though you've been in competition with people, you know, there, there's respect there. Totally. Because we've, you know, yeah, so we, we've... Um, but look, that's that's it. His decision is made now. We 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 hope uh, following a renovation to our our general store that we might um, that Michael is, he he um, he has agreed to stay on and do large sizes. But the Conmurphy name will be gone, and we'll only be doing large sizes. Right. Uh, okay. Our our general menswear has, has been moved to Tom Murphy menswear in the first of September. So what does um, that mean? You're moving. What, what exactly does that mean? Well, just um, everything else except the big sizes, you know, like um, everything from um, every short size from size 15 up to size 17 and a half and every... I know. So everything that you currently do, Tom Murphy's a few doors up will do. Well, they they will accept. We have a a big size department in in our store. And we we will will be hopefully, uh, depending on, on the... On the the the, the uh, renovation part, we have to do and and that because we, we're dealing with old buildings. So if that goes our way, we'll we'll hopefully um, we'll 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 uh, begin again. But Michael will be in here. I'll, yeah. I'll have nothing to do with. It, to be honest with you. Will you so, retire then, Neil, or what? No, I'll, I'll, I I couldn't. I we're we're kind of we're a working family. We're we're always doing something. So I couldn't stop. <laughs> I don't know what I'll do, but I won't be. I I won't be stopping anyway. I, I'm sixty. Uh, three now at the end of this year. Ah, there's loads uh, left in the tank yet, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, so and, what do, and what do you think of the changing face of Patrick Street? Any thoughts on that? Well, I suppose, look, I'm a traditionalist and I don't like change. I, I, I love, love Cork the way it was, but you have to you have to embrace change as well. And, you you know, it's, it's um, the, city, the city is evolving and there's new cultures and... It's it's you you know the, the European um, uh, we're getting we're getting money from Europe and we have to you know do what they say to a lot of, to to a greater extent so mm-hmm. like bike lanes and and bus lanes and all that have taken car spaces haven't away they, and, haven't they really yeah, made yeah. people think twice about going into town they really have yeah yeah, yeah but like I suppose do you know what I would do if if I was if I you know, um, you know, if I had a chance or if I had any powers to do it, and do you know what makes people irritable, and it doesn't matter what, whether you're uh, a high, high rolling businessman or whether you're unemployed, and you go into these city car parks, and you, um, I think there should be a levy of of, of ten euro. Um, I'm just saying ten or a ten or no for for argument's sake, and that you go in and you pay the tenor and are you, you 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 go in and you when the barrier goes up that is sticking at the moment it could go up any price but if there was a 10 year old levy on it people would come in um, knowing they could do their business they might go to a bank or scissors might go for a cup of coffee uh, they might come in and buy a suit they might uh, have a bite piece so they're relaxed 
That's right, because you're on the clock, aren't you? You're saying that the maximum that anyone could ever spend should be set, and that should be it. It should be, and you people, everyone is tearing around. They're looking at their watch, and it's like it's it. And even no matter how wealthy you are, it, it's just psychologically the t- the the thing is ticking, and your 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 um yeah. That's only a small thing. Look it is, yeah. No, thing. people also say that it's not the, it's not safe now anymore. That there's all sorts of carry on in there. I mean, you've been going in and out for decades now, opening the door in all kinds of weather. Have you seen it becoming more antisocial or more dangerous a place, the city? Yes, it looked, there's no doubt about it. It's sad to see uh, people, homeless people, you know, at, in, in the side of the street. There's no doubt about it. There's, but I suppose uh, until we get the, um, until we get the, 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 you know, the housing crisis back uh, where, where, where it should be, you know, where, where, when we have housing for everyone, uh, we're going to have that problem, you know. It's yeah. going to be. Yeah. Uh, but what can you do? It's just with us at the moment. But I, I you know, I think there's it, there's enough, you know, goodwill and there's enough uh, organisations around that that hopefully that's in not too distant future that that'll be. Hopefully, yeah. I think you're you're, all, you're a glass half full kind of a guy, Neil. You really are. And I think, well, yeah, I won't keep because you're having an incredibly busy day. I'm told. Is the phone hopping yeah. all morning and people in and out all day? It is like just um, you know, just we were we thought we were we, you know, um, you know, wind back the clock twenty years ago. People used to come in for the Christmas sale, and used business people used to buy two or three suits, to keep them going for the year. And we hadn't that in a long time, but we have it now. Yeah, it's incredibly busy, in, in especially in the, the business suit sector. You know, we like well, now we have value. We've we've uh, five hundred euro suits down to hundred. Oh and, um, my god. That's, that's going. So, look, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be here for another three weeks anyway, and we'll, that, see, yeah. we'll see how it goes after that. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you put clothes and suits and, on, and shirts and ties on many, many people, the hurlers, footballers, rugby teams, the lot. Probably, yeah. t- probably Taoiseachs and generals of Irish yeah. armies. And we, we did, and I was, I was looking, again, going back to the business book, going through it last night, we, and, in 1970, uh, no, no, 1980, we did the Dubliners. They, they were down saying... <laughs> And uh, we kitted them all out, Johnny Gall tweed jackets from McGee's. That's oh, what they've, they've got. <laughs> oh, the quality yeah. for sure, the Dubliners. Yeah. The, the Dubliners, Dubliners clothed by Con Murphy. Say no more than but that. Anyway, that's it. But anyway, look, the, 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 it was a pleasure dealing with, with, with cock people, honest to God. It was, it was, um, it was, it was, you know, very loyal and beautiful people. And, and it was only comes home to you then when you have a situation like this, you know, the, the goodwill is just unbelievable. Uh, for God's sake, you make me cry now, thanking the people of Cork for 90 years of business. That's a lovely yeah. thing to say. It really is. Yeah, yeah. I, hope you have a ha- I hope you have a happy farewell party, though, and you all reminisce and some kind of a celebration to mark the, the you know, 90 years opening that we front know. door. Your dad, your dad would be proud of you. You really will. Uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, thanks very much, Neil. Look after yourself, thanks. Neil, from Thank one Neil to another. Lovely chatting to you, pal. Take care. And you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All the best. And the phone keeps on going by because it's everybody wants to talk to him. Sad, though, isn't it? Even sadder, though. You read out that list of the 90 businesses and the variety of them and the fact that so many of them were Cork and so many of them were, were Cork families and set up and opened by Cork people. Um, one or two of them, actually, on that list would have been hundreds of years old. Hundreds would have even survived... The burning of cork. Back after the break. 
Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818-104-106. Red FM. Food Friday, courtesy of Roosters, Perry Perry, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. I'm going to do the first bunch of shout-outs in 10 minutes' time. So you need, if you want to be fed, 15 to 20 of you will be fed and the Red Patrollers will deliver it. Then you need to text who you are and where you are to 0868-104-106. It galls me paying the licence fee to RTE every year, but I do it. Otherwise, people knock on the door and you end up in court and you go to, go to jail. But when you look at the a typical day's programming, say on RTE2, it looks to me as if it's a channel of nothing but repeats. So we took um, just a, a random day for RTE Channel 2. The Simpsons repeats. I mean, that's all you can get with The Simpsons. Repeats, repeats, repeats. Uh, a thing called The Big Bang Theory, repeat. Home and Away, repeat. Uh, most of these programs are imports. Scotland's Home of the Year. Really? Imported. Uh, Father Ted, which was actually turned down by RTE, repeat. Uh, the Cleaner, uh, a repeat. Um, let me carry on. Uh, the Goldbergs, a repeat. Import. The Big Band Theory, a repeat. Import. Shortland Street, a repeat. Uh, Home and Away, import and repeat. Uh, what else have I got for you? Uh, the Fall, ancient and a repeat. So that's just a typical RT2 on any one or two days. Uh, RT1, the Ellen DeGeneres show, import and repeat. Dr. Phil, import. Um, Home and Away, um, Shortland Street. Um, you, wouldn't re- you wouldn't regard the Angelus as a repeat, I suppose, even though it's the same Angelus every day um, and things like that. So is it, is it any wonder uh, that recently Christopher O'Sullivan TD, Fianna Fáil TD, uh, actually took RTE to task um, in the Oireachtas? He's RTE, he was talking to the RTE chairperson designate, asking why in the name of God everything is such a repeat. That's about what he's saying is, let me put up putting words in his mouth, that we're not getting value for money. Christopher, good morning. Hey, Neil, how are you? Good, man. This, uh, that list of repeats and imports, that doesn't surprise you, does it? No, it doesn't. It, look, this was a, an observation that was brought to my attention by a few uh, constituents who um, were kind of driven demented, really, by the amount of repeats that were being shown on RT. And since it was brought to my attention, um, it was uh, further, you know, it, 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 it almost drove me mad as well because I couldn't stop noticing the prevalence of repeats uh, on RT. So we had an opportunity with the chair of uh, RT, Sean Mirahalik, in with us um, a couple of weeks back. And I thought this was a great opportunity to bring up this issue on behalf of okay. constituents. Okay, let me, let's, um, let me just play a little bit of that audio. Is this a good time to play it? Let's have a listen to this. This is you uh, chatting or asking questions. At the board meetings, do you have, ever have discussions in relation to the proliferation of repeats and repeat shows on... RT1 and RT2, the main two TV stations, because it, since it's been pointed out to me, the level of repeat programs on uh, both RT1 and RT2, it's kind of been driving me mad because it, it, there, there are quite a lot of repeats. And I'm thinking shows like we see a lot of Kill the Scully, the late, late is repeated, Home and Away, um, The Zoo, Big Bang Theory, The Simpsons, I could go on. Um, so, and by the way, I... You couldn't get off the Kill the Scully. It, it was home... It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was, it was 
it was it was it was home it was home and away it was my uh, kind of uh, that, that's what I grew up on in college we couldn't get it off but at the same time we're, we're in a changing world that people can record programs if they if they want to watch things back they can record them uh, in, in most instances they have the devices to record them uh, and there's only so much of, of one program that, that we could get and I'm just wondering has there been a discussion about the level of repeats on RT 1 and 2 surely those slots could be used for some new fresh original programming what did Sean say to that so Sean in fairness he's in the job since December uh, but she did come back and, and confirm that there is a programming sub- subcommittee uh, and that she, she did assure me that they would go back and they would look at the level of repeat programming now um, one of the other is that a kind of almost saying that she didn't know that there were so many repeats on RTE I'd say she must have been aware. I think anybody who watches RT or anyone who's involved in RT is aware. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned the, the level of repeat programming there, and you listed them, and you know the, it, it is quite astounding. Even today, for example, on RT One, which is the main um, uh, public broadcasting uh, channel in, in Ireland, there's 11 hours out of 24 of repeats. That's almost 50 percent of your programming uh, taking up for repeats. So they and what are you saying that they should pull their socks up and make more programs themselves? It's not necessarily about the RT making the content themselves, but it's, it's about giving chance for the incredible um, uh, content creators that are out there to, to get an opportunity to air some of their content. So, I mean, I'm sure there's incredible drama out there. We've seen the success uh, in the Oscars this year alone of Irish-made productions. It's been phenomenal. There's something really special happening within the uh, Irish creative sector, especially around film and short film. Uh, Colin Kuhn was absolutely immense. Um, you know, the uh, Inishir, uh, Banshees of Inishir, it wasn't the biggest fan ever, but it, it had a big, a big, huge, broad audience. Um, a bit more homemade programming. We are awash, especially here in Cork. You know, Cork is the, the you know, it's, it's no um, coincidence that Cork is, is an acronym of, of rock backwards. But we have amazing musical talent here in Cork. Yeah, in well, you talk about Cork, though. Young Offenders is an example of that, isn't it? Although I think that was made, was that made by the BBC? Uh, I think originally it, it might have been, and eventually RT, of course, took it in air, similar to the Father Ted example that you... Yeah, but they didn't, they didn't make nor create and probably reject, they certainly rejected um, Father Ted. I don't know if they were ever offered the Young Offenders, but if they were, perhaps, why would they turn it down and the BBC take, think, think it's gold? Yeah, and they need to look at their own kind of creative workings there and, and why they're not able to identify. No, in, in fairness, let's, I don't want to turn this into an RT bashing either because there are some things that they do do well. Um, uh, you know, for example, at the moment, they're airing a, a, a Irish-made production which was co-funded by RT, and that's um, Ireland's Wild Islands, which is a gorgeous um, nature, um, ecology, biodiversity TV program featuring um, wildlife off the uh, Irish coast. They can be good at sports sometimes. I think their Olympic coverage, for example, can be very good. No, they a lot of criticism during the week with regards to, the, say, the example of the Cork Tip game that people have to pay a tenner to watch. That's true, but they used to excel, for example, as, as I think the football, the, the soccer punditry used to be excellent when you had the likes of, of uh, Cork's own um, Bill, uh, uh, Bill, I can't think of his surname, no, but Bill Hurley, when he was presenting. No, we, we really did excel at that. And they do big events pretty well as well. I thought their, their coverage of the presidents. Um, visit Ireland was quite good so they, they, they can do things right but when you consider that 200 to 300 million a year is collected in uh, TV licences I mean 160 euro per licence that's, that's 
you know, that, that's a lot it's of money. 196 for, uh, million euro for 2020, and uh, and it's it, it's pretty much almost a carbon copy number for 2021. 196 almost, million. Almost 90 percent of that uh, goes to RT. So uh, we. We deserve better. But we there's more better. than that, though, because they have commercial revenue of 148 million, uh, climbing yeah. in the next calendar year to 134 million. So it's that's 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 change out of the bones of 300 million. Yeah. So there's what that says to me is that there is good scope for supporting new creative material. I mean, an example there is the, the Bally Cotton sessions at the moment, which are being shot down in East Cork, which is showcasing great Irish music. We need more of that, more of that, less of the repeats of Home and Away, less of the repeats of the Big Bang Theory, Big Bang Theory, less of the repeats of Love, Hate, etc. I mean, there are some... Okay, okay. I'll always watch a Father Ted repeat, that's just a preference, but I, it is something that is, is grinding people, and I do think people deserve better, so less repeats, more new creative content, I think people will get a bigger bang for the buck. So Otherwise, what, did they, what do they do with their, like if you combine all of their earnings for 2021, it comes in at 344 million in revenue. What do they do with it? I'd imagine presenters... Uh, That's a tiny dent in that though. I'd say it gets a good whack of it. Obviously there's a lot of staff out there in, um, in Montrose and um, you know, I've been out there. Like they've they've built a couple of of new radio studios there, um, which are needed in terms of its its radio broadcasting. But you know, I I don't know, and that's something that we'd have to. What we're trying to do is get the new director general, Kevin Backhurst, who is, you know, in fairness to Shunni Ralig, she's not um one hundred percent over the day to day operation line of RT. What we need to do now, and it's something that we asked that the committee is to get Kevin Backhurst in front of us as well to answer these questions was where is our taxpayers money going why is there so many repeats you know a breakdown of expenditure in terms of of, of RT good yeah good and and as well as as this I'd love to get their views on a a new uh, licensing system obviously there's a lot of uh, TV license evasion you have a lot of households now that don't have TVs and they might have laptops phones they watch Netflix this is the idea of the new content levy there's a whole new um, approach to Yes, but if they're doing all of those things on their laptop, they are forced to watch advertising for which advertisers get paid for. So they are fulfilling their obligation there. It's not free technically. They are watching their consumers. They are watching commercial breaks. Uh, So why should we pay €160 to RTE when people are watching Netflix or they're watching the BBC or they're watching YouTube or doing their own thing? That's true. And that's the idea of this new content levy. No, but that doesn't make that levy fair. No, but if if you're getting the, the revenue from the likes of Netflix, so at the moment, in fairness, the likes of Netflix, streamers like Amazon, Apple TV, they are they're garnering a huge share of the market at the moment in terms of, of, of viewership because people are switching away from the conventional watching TV and they're watching on their laptops. But in, our, in terms of the contribution then that they're uh, providing towards public broadcasting, which I think is important, is there, and that's the idea of this new content levy, which has been discussed at the moment. It's something that I think we, as a committee, and indeed as a government, and I can say this as a, a casting the critical eye as a backbencher, we need to get on top of the content levy issue and how we um, how, how we deal with the licensing well, issue. Because you're right in what you're saying. Uh, someone who is watching on a laptop or, and doesn't have a TV. Should they be asked to pay the full uh, TV license? I don't oh, see course. why. Nor do I have to. If somebody who has Netflix and pays Netflix fifteen or twenty euro a month to watch Netflix, why they should have to give RT one hundred and sixty euro? 
But right. there, there is an opportunity then to, to get more revenue from the likes of Netflix, Amazon, who are taking a much greater share in, in, in but the that's, leadership. But that's market. capitalism. That's, like, that's the private market. Maybe RTE should be privatised. Uh, yes, look, I, I'm not sure if there'd be big appetite for that out there. As I said before, they do provide a, a public broadcast service. So, so do so do Red FM. Red FM provide an incredible uh, public broadcasting service as well. And that's another uh, point in terms of the the um, revenue from things like uh, the, the TV license. The fact that RTE is getting nine percent, ninety percent of it, we have to look at redistributing that. I think in a more fair way, so that your uh, regional um, broadcasters who are so important in terms of, um, you know, accurate, for example, accurate news uh, bulletins, uh, bulletins that are free of any, we'll say, uh, in political influence, for example, the likes of, of Red FM and other... Uh, you you, won't, you won't talk to the fact, though, that RTE really a lot of the time are muzzled by government because of the licence fee and aspects like that and that they become, whether it was Fianna Fáil in power or Fianna Gael in power, almost like puppets and the voice of government... No, I, I, I'm quite comfortable to, to, to talk about that. That might have been the case decades ago, maybe in the 50s and 60s when RT was originally established. But uh, I think recently, um, if you look at more recent events, I don't think it's government have been muzzling RT. I think, in fact, if you look more carefully, it's been uh, some opposition TDs have been successfully uh, muzzling RT with court cases and, and litigation. Um, so I, I, I'm not sure if it's fair to, to, to point the finger at uh, a government. But obviously... Some people may they, think that a lot of the time wear kid gloves on stuff that they should get stuck into, though, with regards to the state of the nation. Some might suggest you're going on about repeats on television when you should be talking about, um, you know, issues involving health and welfare and housing and things like that. True that, but, you know, uh, it's a very good question, but I've been on with the National Broadcaster on current affairs shows, and I'm telling you, going on as a government backbencher trying to represent government, it can be a, it can be a tough gig from time to time. No, I'm not looking for any... Uh, tears to be shed or fiddles to be played uh, on my mm. behalf but mm. sometimes I do think the opposition leaders get uh, the opposition representatives get an easier run and in fact if you look at a breakdown like Senator Malcolm Byrne did a brilliant breakdown in terms of the membership of current affairs panels on uh, both RTE and, and uh, Virgin Media for example and uh, Probably would get a tougher time of it on Virgin, though, I would think. Tough, tougher time and underrepresented. No, no. I, I would just no, you don't that. think so? I, yeah, I mean, if you, if you mentioned the name Sarah McInerney, I think to, to a lot of uh, government Okay, okay, today, yeah, fair know, point. Well taken. Could, could I just ask you, do you think that they should run four hours of the King's Coronation tomorrow on RTE? Uh, do you know what? It's it's something I've thought about, and fairness, James uh, mentioned that that you might be asking me about this. So I I, I kind of I had a bit of a think about it. I don't have any particularly strong feelings either way about it, Neil. I don't. I I, I wouldn't object strongly to it. I know that it was brought up on the dial uh, during the week. Um, there was objections by I think people before profit in terms of this being aired. Look, I won't be watching this. I'm not a massive fan of the monarchy, but I, I know, for example, my mother would watch it. She and could I, watch I, it on the BBC, though, Christopher. She could watch it on the BBC and, and uninterrupted. But, you know, if it's going to be shown, I suppose if RT can, can uh, garner some funding from the advertising associated with this, um, I don't see a, a, a big a big issue with it. You know, as I said, there'll be plenty of people out there who watch it. I think the, the Meghan and Harry interview 
had uh, a record amount of viewership on, on, on RT. Yeah, people always rubbing at car crashes, though, and that's why they were yeah. watching something like that. It's true. And, and look, I, to be honest, when I heard they were covering it, I was surprised because I don't think that they covered... But the, does it not uh, show that they're asleep at the wheel, thinking this is a good idea, four hours of this, while at the same time a company that they work with hand-in-hand hand with the GAA charges somebody a tenner for the Cork and Kip game, Tip game? Why isn't it on I, television? Why isn't RT carrying all of these things? I'd say the viewership would probably tell the story there, and I imagine that RT would get a big viewership. People in Ireland love a bit of uh, pageantry. Look, you know, we, we when the Queen visited the English market in Cork, we still talk about that to this day. Okay. We still use it in terms of marketing. I don't have massive strong feelings either way about RT showing it. Um, you know, let them out, as I say. At least it's original and not a, a repeat. But, um, okay. you know, it's not something I'll be watching and, and, and I wouldn't be a big fan of the monarchy myself. Okay. You had a bit of pageantry yourself there recently, last Saturday. Congratulations. You got married, I believe. So, well done. Thank you, Celia. We're absolutely delighted. We had, the, we had the best weekend ever. And if anyone's listening that was there or, or contributed, I want to thank them for making it a really special. So, uh, congratulations to yourself and to Sarah. Sarah. Appreciate you taking thank the call. So much, Thanks, Christopher. Thank Mind yourself. Bye-bye. Text 0868 Can I just say, they did make, I uh, haven't seen it, but I know everybody loves it. They made Kin, am I pronouncing that right? K-I-N which is supposed to be very, very good. They also made Love Hate which is an incredibly powerful, but I think what we want is more of that please, more and more of more of that and also just a clarification uh, Kevin was telling me that originally just to be fair to everybody concerned Young Offenders was an RTE project that was initially uh, a pilot of five or six shows that they put together etc 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 and then went into some sort of a uh, collab with the BBC thereafter. Anyway, your thoughts on the state of play with regards to television, television viewing, the licence fee, the 160 that you got to pay for the TV licence, uh, particularly when you balance that with 344 million in total revenue when you combine the licence fee and their television advertising and radio advertising breaks, should they not be paddling their own canoe, sink or slip, swim on their own, um, just like everybody else in the commercial and uh, competitive sector. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Get in a second, Dave. I just want to do some free food Friday shout-outs, courtesy of ourselves in Roosters, Perry, Perry, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. Walsh Applications, listening down in Little Island. Everybody at Sullivan Pharmacy, Grange Road in Douglas, to the porters at the South Infirmary. The Long Office in the Mallow Primary Healthcare Centre. I love that, the Long Office. Blackrock, Blackrock Medical Centre. Morning to Miriam and Pauline and Elaine. To Shane and the gang at Audi and Kevin as well in Boston Scientific. Dennehy's Health and Fitness in Blackpool, seven years in business yesterday. Ross Oils and Fernandes, the patient admissions and accounts department at the South Infirmary. Dunn Stores in Carrigaline. Nalons Cleaning and Laundry Staff in St. Luke's Home. Uh, Brooks Timber on the Tremore Road. Pat McDonald Paints on Centre Park Road. Some more here from Patrick, who thought the show this morning was full of fruitcakes. <laughs> Thank you. Frank at Biocell and all of the gang there. Kita Products, who are having a great weekend planned. Argos in Maham Point. To all of the staff at JCB Carrick Tool, who said that um, Piri Piri Chicken would be a real treat for all the guys and girls working hard. The National Seaway people at the port in Tivoli, particularly operations and transport staff. Shipping Solutions and all the gang down there, including Andrea. Tails and Tubbs Dog Grooming in the Woolen Mills in Douglas. Easy Living Interiors in Little Island are listening. Middleton Credit Union, Power Solutions, uh, Petrochem, Bridgewater Homes in Rathcormac, Blockwall Developments in Kerry Pike. And another few shout-outs that include Brickley Bricklaying, working down in Riverstick and the food would cheer them up. One fella down there with a guitar, apparently, and he's more interested in singing than making the mix for the block layers. (laughs) 
Well, he knows which way. Uh, he has his bread buttered by play the guitar while others work. Tiny Learnings uh, in Magdalen Grove in Toker, RPC Hen- uh, Haulage in Granada, Boxed Self Storage. Morning, Vincent. Uh, everybody down the road to Park Hotel. And a big thank you as well from Premed Fabrication, who said, I just wanted to thank you and all of the team for our Roosters Piri Piri lunch last week. It was delicious and really appreciated. Have a good weekend. Isn't it lovely that people come back and say thank you? So thank you, Jen, from everybody at Premed Fabrication. We'll do another bunch of shout-outs in about 20 minutes' time, so text who you are and where you are to 0868 104 106. And I'll tell you all about the food uh, after 11 as well. Feed 15 to 20 of you. Dave, good morning. Good morning, Thank Neil. you. you? With regards to the coronation, is it to do with RT televising it, is it? Uh, yeah, I think I think it's a good thing. I think there'll be a lot of interest. And as I say to the, um, the young fellows that I know over here, now you can tell by my accent, I'm not from Cork. No. Bye. You're not. You're, you're, you are the English? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm from I'm, I am from London. I've lived there. For 10 He's years. a Londoner, then. All right. And I love living in Cork. Okay, my mum's Irish. I've always, you know, I've, I've always loved Ireland. But I live here now. But you know, I keep an interest in what's going on across the world. Yeah, but then you and can watch the coronation on the BBC or ITV or Sky. I would, although. You you can't really watch it on BBC unless you use a fake VPN and all this kind of thing, because you what? can't access it from outside of the UK. Are you losing your mind, man? It's called Sky. Oh no, I, I don't pay for Sky. Are you mad? <laughs> I'm not giving them money. I don't watch. I don't pay for anything, Neil. I I watch football for free. I can watch every single sport and event in the world for free. I don't pay anything for it. No, you're joking. Have you a television license? No, I don't. I don't watch RT. Okay. No. Have you got Um, Sareview? You can watch it for free on Sareview, no? Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. If I can be bothered getting that. Look, I watch everything online. The thing with the correct... Okay, look, I think there'd be a lot of interest... You know, I, think, I mean, what else are they going to show on, on, on there? I, I put a post on your page, on, on the Facebook, as my mum would call it, <laughs> and I've got a lot of support. Mostly it was from women, I see, older women, who said, yeah, that's a great thing, I'll be watching it. And my point was that the young fellas over here, they support English football teams. You know, they won't go and see the local team, they won't go and see Waterford FC or... UCD or Cork City, but they'll support Liverpool and Man United. They'll go over there for the weekend. Oh, it's a great place. Oh, I love going over to London. But they won't go to Athlone for the weekend. <laughs> so there is a lot of interest. Uh, look, it, our two countries, we're, we're inextricably entwined. You know, history, there's 800 years, okay, there's been... But we've moved on from all that now, haven't we? I'd like to think we, we have. Yeah. And, well, they're, going to be watching um, a tele- think... they're going to be watching a television program, apparently, where those who will be watching it are being asked to pledge an allegiance and a loyalty to the king. Um, and even by watching it, that would, that would turn my head oh, grey if well. it wasn't already grey. Well, where's this from? What do you mean you have to pledge allegiance? This, is, part, this is going to be part of the ceremony tomorrow. Yeah, I well, wonder... That's for people. I mean, you, you as Irish, you as an Irishman, watching it with all the pomp and circumstance and the majesty doesn't mean that uh, you 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 claim or you see uh, Charles as your king. You're watching it for 
for entertainment. It'd be very interesting. It's a thing that hasn't happened for oh how long? Nineteen fifty-three, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's it's look. It's it's on for four hours, I believe. People will be um, asked always... to swear that I will pay true allegiance to your majesty <laughs> and to your heirs and successors according not... to the law, so help me God. I will, am I? You're not, you're not asked for that at all. You're listening he to says, He that. says, to all who desire in the Abbey and elsewhere, I'm the elsewhere. It'd be great. <laughs> will you be watching it, Neil? No, I won't. Why? Why? Firstly, I'm going on my holidays, right? So I'll probably be on an aeroplane. But if I wasn't and I was here, I would be using my time more wisely and more fruitfully. Well, that, 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 that's up to you. That's up to you. I think there'll be a good few thousand in this country who will be watching it. And um, I, I don't know how you felt when the Queen came over 10 years ago. That was a good laugh. But, um, yeah, she seemed like a yeah, lovely lady. Yeah, it's a good laugh. Cost us a fortune. Cost us a fortune. All of all of the political parties from from the north and everyone here and you know Jerry Adams and Mark McGuinness they all met her and it was a it was because foster a, a sense of peace going forward. True enough. Okay, True enough. I thought it was very important. Okay, okay. I'm, important. I'm over time now. Um, I'd love to chat with you again at some stage as to how you get to watch everything for free. Um, as as maybe <laughs> I'll give you all the all the tips and tips. All right, we'll no, okay. no problem about that. Cheers, Dave. Take care. Text 0868104106 on Coronation, not Street, um, but, you know, whatever's on. I, I also have, to have a, an interesting list of food that people are being recommended to eat in the UK, not here. You know, the Coronation picnics and what have you. Back after a little. I'm Rory. And I'm Valerie. And you can join us for the very best in local, national and international sport every weekend on The Big Red Bench. That's The Big Red Bench, every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM. Now, the Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. And indeed, it's our final giveaway day for Soundstore. And they are based, of course, at uh, Sarsfield Road, Blackpool Shopping Centre, and the now-opened Market Green uh, in Middleton location for Soundstore. Check everything out at soundstore.ie. But every day, we have a €200 Euro voucher to give away that you can spend in Soundstore on whatever you please. Uh, but one big prize, then, will be won just before midday today, for all those that have qualified and won the daily prize, you're in for a draw for a Gardena robotic lawnmower. Okay, so because we're talking about robots and robomores and things like that, we've been playing clips all week from movies that contain a famous robotic character. So to win the 200 euro voucher, you must identify the robot and the movie. Not not now, just playing it, just so you can get a listen to it, but I will open the phone lines again doing everything around 10 to midday today so this will be uh, the piece of uh, the film and the robot that you need to identify I'll be back the character if you like very straightforward I'll be back that's the easiest one to last so when we open the phone lines uh, that's when you get dialing and I'll tell you when to call a little later on now uh, Roosters Piri Piri Free Food Friday you will be able to feed up to 15 or 20 of you now you can whatever, you, whatever you're having yourself right whatever you're having yourself but it's chicken wings uh, chicken skewers and beef skewers and then the main event chicken wraps chicken pitas and beef burgers and all basted in the famous Piri Piri sauce we're throwing in the salted fries, the rice and the waffle fries. And then build your own cheesecake for dessert. So it'll feed 15 to 20 of you if you're getting some tasty food at the weekend. 
get some roosters piri piri it's just delicious Douglas and Blackpool so a bunch of shout outs now um, for everybody at the Irish Examiner and the Echo uh, it's the last working day of our esteemed, esteemed colleague Morris Gubbins the editor of the Echo today Morris has been the editor of the Echo for over 40 years and is now about to retire Retire, and this would be a, a great addition to the day says Amanda good guy lovely guy Morris Gubbins a gentleman and he steered the Echo for 40 years and he really and truly did a super job. Um, happy retirement to you, Morris. Um, pharmacy department in the Mercy Hospital. Please, 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 could we win? There's 12 of us. The perfect amount, says Holly. Quinlan's Motor Factors in Dennehy's Cross. The Complete Upholstery Centre um, on Barrick Street. AOC Commercials and Carrick Tools. Stable Yard Cafe in Blarney Castle. Absolute property on Bishopstown. The Hair Factory in Douglas. Uh, Pat McDonald Paints on the Commons Road. Lehan Motors at the Airport Road. So we'll do another bunch, final bunch of shout-outs in about 20 minutes' time. Uh, so to be in with an opportunity to win food for 15 or 20 of you, which will be delivered by Red Patrollers. Text who you are and where you are to 86 Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818-104-106. Red FM. As staying with the coronation, actually, Joan Curtin has left for London to go to the coronation. Joan, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? When I say left for London, from where? Cork? Yes, yes, I flew out this morning. What, the six o'clock? Yeah, ten to six five. Okay, and are you a huge fan of royalty? What's the deal? Why are you going? Absolutely, absolutely. I was here for the Queen's funeral as well. And why? What's the attraction? Why have you? Why have you? So, why have you such a fondness? All the time. I was. I lived in the UK for eleven years. I've always had a, a great interest in them. Okay, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take a second here, see if I need, I need to clean up that line. So let me see if I can just clean that up a little bit. Can you move around a tiny little bit? Where are you now? I'm just down the bus now to my friends. I've just had a tour of St Thomas's Emergency Department, right. where I used to work. Go away. Oh yeah. So it was home for you for a long time. So where are you yes, going yes, to go? Like, so you've got today and you have tomorrow. What's the plan? The plan now is to go home, have a sleep, and get up. Then we're going. We're going back into Westminster now tomorrow tonight for dinner, and then tomorrow morning I'll have an early start, probably about a four a.m. five a.m. start in the morning. They're op- they've given out the route, and they're opening it at six a.m. for people, and obviously there's people queuing in the man already. So, so the route then, go. you'll be standing at some yeah. part of the route where all of the yeah. pageantry and the king and queen will pass in the big yes, carriage. Yes. And it's going to be a very early start. Yeah. And you for what? The couple of seconds to watch them pass. But you just want to be there for the party, isn't it? Yes. There for the atmosphere, absolutely. And yeah. then go to Covent Garden then tomorrow. Okay. And is there, is there much of a build-up there? You're in London now. Well, I've just got there. So when I, when I got to Westminster, I suppose the, um, the TV crews are setting up at the moment. There's a marked police presence uh, around. And obviously, there's just... London in general, the sun is shining. Great to be back. Picking up uh, old times with your pals that you worked with and things, your friends. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's been great, and you know, and this is a huge iconic moment in history, you know, and it's great to be part of it. Yeah, okay, it's your thing, and why not? Absolutely, you're committed. And, and I will, I'll keep you posted on how I get on tomorrow. Please do. And have you got a kind of yeah. a coronation picnic organised or anything like that? No, I'm coming back on um, on Sunday, so 
It'll be tomorrow. We'll celebrate it tomorrow. All right. Well, enjoy the day. You have your, will you be waving? Yes, the- you know, and it's, it's fantastic. And there's people from all over. And the airports, you know, are busy. Now you don't get you don't get to this concert, you know the take that Katy Perry Lionel Richie thing, no, none of that. No, yeah. absolutely not. I'm just a spectator on the street, like everybody else, taking in the taking in the atmosphere and being part of it. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your trip. Yes, yes. Thank you very much, Neil. Okay, I won't be here Monday, yes. but feel free to call back to Mick Mulcahy. Let him know how you got on. Yes, of course I will. Thanks, Joan. You're a lady. Okay. Mind yourself. Take yes. care. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. All the best. Enjoy the rest of the trip. I'm, I'm going to London as well. <laughs> yeah, really? I actually am. I'm going to London tonight as if my transport woes weren't enough last week being stranded in France. And I'll be avoiding the place like the plague. <laughs> <laughs> in London, I won't, you won't be able to avoid I it. I won't be seen near an arse's roar of You of, need to of go into the Irish bar Howl at the Moon. Go in and ask for Seamus. There's a few free pints in it for you. Not right, Seamus? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Yes, of course. The Howl at the Moon, yet yeah, we're doing um, we are, we're celebrating um, tomorrow Cork Nation. A slight twist on Coronation. Um, but yeah, so we we decided, we were thinking about this now, um, just after Paddy's Day, we were thinking Right, what are we going to do? Coronation is coming up. We know we're the great Paddy's weekend and we're like, it's good fun. Let's, um, let's keep it going. And we're like, okay, Coronation's coming up. And then, of course, the play on words was too easy. Just, and obviously, now that the moon is a lot of Cork people around the bar. And we're like, right, we'll do Cork Nation. I've been watching. I've been watching you guys on your Instagram page and your videos and your photographs and pics. You're all nuts. <laughs> oh no no no! We're, we're normal people. Do you know when you go into those bars and they say uh, it's all normal people here? Or oh no, sorry, we're all crazy here. Yeah. We have to have a sign up saying it's all normal people here. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly seem to have an awful lot of fun. So I know I know Corco Nation just rolls off the tongue. What's planned tomorrow? Yeah. The plan tomorrow. Okay, so I actually have. Well, do you know we have a pretty decent schedule. Um, we have a lot of people. There's a few people. Obviously, a lot of the Cork people are living in London. But we have uh, Ronan Leonard. He lives in Cork City. Uh, I think he's in Sober Lane a bit. Uh, he's going to be kind of the MC general kind of entertainer. Um, and then we've got Roger O'Sullivan. He's a comedian from Coachford. We have Saif Peters. She's a comedian from Kill Kill. With Dennis Lane. He's a comedian from Blarney. We've got Peter Long and um, Julia Maria. They're musicians. And we also have Peter Mullen and Kelly Mann all Cork people. <laughs> So literally from 11 o'clock tomorrow, we open. I'll just have a look at the schedule now. And it's all day <laughs> Cork, people. So it's all day Cork Nation with Irish trad, <laughs> yeah. live comedy, music, bingo, a Cork quiz. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm going to host a Cork quiz myself now. <laughs> where's, yeah, your, so, where's your Cork yeah. accent gone? Well, exactly. This is, this is fun. Well, no, here's the thing. Like, I'm, like, I came to Ireland when I was like, what, I think it was Tardine at the time. Right. So, uh, <laughs> you know, and then I lived a lot in London and back and forth. But... Um, Oh, yeah, no, it was was it two years ago we were talking um <laughs> after the after the reopening. I'm sure we were. We've spoken a couple of times in the past. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. And are you gonna be over yourself then at the time? Will you, will you are you gonna come over tomorrow? Tomorrow? No, but yeah. I I'll I'll send any Corconian who's getting on a flight today to London <laughs> into you and the first pints on you. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, well, okay, yeah. If they stay for 10. No, no, um, no, I remember... No, I tell you, buy one, get one free, first round. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, what was it, two years ago we were talking after the opening of the... Of the it seems like it was... It seems like the lockdown was yesterday. I it was know. actually two years ago. I did talk to you during the C yeah. word, yeah. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't want to go <laughs> back to that ever again. But no, Daniel, you did promise to come over and have a few pints. And, you know, Fake so, it, man, I was in London about six weeks ago. Um, and then I took the train up to Edinburgh, but I clean forgot. I clean forgot. Well, well, well. Do you know what? Um, like, oh, the other thing. Do you know what I want to mention though? And um, is actually we do, we're raising money tomorrow for um, Peter Charity, which I think most listeners, most of your listeners will know. Um, Peter the um, mental health charity. Oh, Peter the house. Yeah, sorry, okay. yeah, yeah, Peter yeah, has. Yeah. yeah, we're also raising money for a sister charity of ours in the UK called ICAP. And ICAP is specifically uh, for Irish immigrants in London who need, like, uh, counselling, psychotherapy and just, you know, can't uh, access it, uh, like, you know, traditional routes or whatever. Um, so we're going to be raising money for the two of them tomorrow. So we're going to have a raffle as well. Um, and I heard, Neil, you're going to stick it um, um a crate of whiskey on for that as well, so fair play to you. Absolutely. <laughs> I have a load of them out in the garage. You can have one, no problem. <laughs> well, yeah, no, so, yeah, no, it'll be good. Um, it, as I say, it's a, it's, we're doing it, it's Cork Nation, and uh, do you know what? If it goes well, which it will, uh, because there's a lot of Cork people there, it's going to be fun. And who knows, maybe, maybe for the next, maybe next year we just, uh, like, if there's any one county in Ireland that needs its own day in the UK, it is Cork. And it's going to happen tomorrow. Where are you based in London, though, Hall of the Moon? So it's in, um, we're in Hoxton, which is next to Shoreditch, right? And the best way I can explain it, it's near Liverpool Street Station, so, you know, people are coming off uh, standard flights for about 15 minutes walk up the road from there. Uh, Shoreditch is obviously most, like, you know, it's a popular enough spot. But yeah, yeah. To give you some context, you know the um, music video from, um, uh, was it the... Was it with uh, Richard Ascroft in The Verve? Do you remember the one where he's walking down the street and he's bumping into people? As it happens, I don't, but I'll take your word no, for it that you, he did. You, you will, you'll remember, Neil. It's like he's walking down the street and he's kind of shouldering people. It's like, it's a bittersweet symphony. Right? Oh, I know that. Oh, that's yeah. a great song. So that that video, right, and he's walking down the street and he's, and he's banging into people, right? That's the street. That's Hoxton Street. Oh, I, so they're tomorrow, showing to me now. I do remember yeah. it. That's fabulous. And, you know, Serious attitude in that half video. Half a clock in, uh, in London will be walking up towards the hell tomorrow. And they'll probably be knocking lads out of the way as well, but it won't be for a music video. <laughs> <laughs> okay. i tell you one thing that's a diamond in London. Camden Market. That blew my mind. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. What a diamond. Yeah. Do you know what? My brother just uh, moves over there now, and um, he's living in Camden, and he absolutely loves it. I'd be there. If I was living in London, I'd be at Camden Market every Saturday yeah. morning, feeding my face and buying second-hand records and all sorts of things. Other, people, <laughs> other people's clothes, the lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, listen, have a great day tomorrow. Starts at 11 o'clock. Cork Nation at Howl of the Moon. Have a good one. Cheers, Neil. Thank you. <laughs> Mind all yourself, right. Seamus. Take care. Back after the break. The Neil Brenderville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818-104-106. It's indeed. We'll do one more bunch of shout-outs and then it'll be competition time. We've a lot to clear. Let me just do some phone calls here and then get back into text, guys. Patrick, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How Tomorrow you? is history in the making. Why do you say that? Um, well, well, the reason I say that because, well, first of all, it's uh, the first time in, I uh, say, what, two generations that England has, has a king in coordination. Mm-hmm. 
Um, second reason is this is the second ever uh, televised of the co- of the co- coordination in history. The first one was back in um, June 1953 when Queen Elizabeth herself was getting um, coronation. So, so there is history in the making. And also this is the, the third charge in the entire history of the monarchy. So there is a couple of different elements of history being made tomorrow. Yeah, but not for us though. Well, well, not well, not for us as Ireland, but but for for world history. Do you okay. mean so yeah. like 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 we obviously we pay attention to the American presidential inaugurations. We 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 follow that, and we, we, we England being our neighbours as well. It it is part of history. Yeah. Oh no! Listen, don't, I'm not taking from the fact that it's a massive event and it's worth a probably a fortune to their economy with the coverage tomorrow and all that kind of thing. But there's an ever growing amount of people in the UK who actually don't even want a monarchy anymore. Younger generations have no interest, you know? It's, that's that's yeah. kind of the real-world thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately, the monarchy is a kind of, like, um, established institution. It's, a, it's an identity of what Britain is. Yes, but Just if so like, many people are starving and struggling, why then would they be happy with giving a family literally millions and millions and millions and millions of pounds a year living in the splendour and the grandiose conditions in which they live in? Um, well, that family won't really... Um, let's, take, let's say take Prince Charles as a person, his family, the, the two boys, they were born to that. This is a kind of a generation of stuff that happened throughout the past. They were just born into it. They obviously, being monarchs, they don't obviously understand... They didn't ask for it, you're saying? They didn't ask for it, yes, okay. exactly. And, okay. and anything, that, anything, anything that has happened that has gone wrong within Britain is down to the British Parliament, down to the ministers, down to the last three Tory uh, prime ministers that came in. Mm. And also, okay. they made a big mistake when they, uh, when they uh, went for Brexit. So the, the, the monarchy, just like the President of Ireland, don't have real... Has, the real power of making rules. Oh, I know it's it's a status of it, 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 yeah. it, it's just there. It's, it's the same as saying like, okay. why do we need to have a president of Ireland? Okay, will you watch it tomorrow? Yeah, I will watch it. I will, like I said, I, I will watch it because it is history in the making okay. for a will, number of reasons. Will you watch it on RTE? I probably will, yeah. I probably will. Or BBC, whichever ones I'll come across first. All right, okay. Probably would imagine that the BBC coverage would be superior, though, that we don't need it. I would, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The British Broadcasting Company. Okay, enjoy it. Enjoy your day tomorrow. I'll tell you one person who won't be, and that's our own John O'Donovan, in fact. (laughs) He says, what are you talking about? You want to excommunicate an Irish person who gets on a plane to the coronation, is it? (laughs) Yeah, I believe anyone that actually willfully gets on a plane or a ferry going over to see that or to be present in that jurisdiction where that ridiculous person is getting that ridiculous crown in his head at this stage of, uh, in history um, I believe they should be banned from the country they shouldn't be allowed back in if you sit down and watch it on your TV 
to me and you class yourself as an Irish Republican, I'm sorry, but if you sit down in your living room and watch that, you are no longer in my book and true Republicans' books are a, a, a true Republican. You can ever use that term again. If you sit down and watch that clown get that blasted crown on his head, a <laughs> bunch of non-entities that should be confined to the dustbin it is, of history a long time ago. It is none of our business. We have no skin in that game for you to be criticising somebody else's. It's somebody else's king, not well, ours. You see, but, but you see, this is why all those people keep hold of it. RT shouldn't be showing it if people want to watch it. They can search other channels and they can find it. What English soccer team do you support? I don't support anything. Ah, go away, you chancellor. You're no, probably no, man United, United, I'd say. No, I don't. I, I follow all of them, but I have no particular interest in anyone that came in. I've been leaning towards Leeds, all right, because my good friend John Lanigan, I mean, follows Leeds. But, I mean, like, I don't go over my way looking for to, to follow them, right? But, I mean, I can't understand how we had 800 years trying to get rid of these feckers, like. And now you have people paying their hand, they have the money to go over, and you'd be, I'm outside booking. It's called finished. freedom! Oh, for the love of freedom, exactly. That's what we got, and we don't want any more of it. Forget about them, they're gone. we got rid of them. Let <laughs> me talk to Dan. Dan, good morning. Good morning, how are you going? <laughs> now, your, your second last caller there was on about the Queen. The Queen, I came across, I brought us up and said about the Queen, used to get subsidies from the EU. Right, a couple of years ago, of hundreds of thousands a year because she was such a big landowner when the British were in the EU. Yeah, no, they are they are massive landlords, and without a doubt, they yeah, are. there's yeah, huge exactly, income yeah, from yeah. it. Yeah, and um, it's clear there was one or two big, there was one or two big uh, landlords here as well, and they were getting a lot of money from the, right, from that, the okay, EU. Okay, let, let's park the subsidies in the EU. Right. Will you be watching the coronation? I will of not, King and I must say to you. Neil, today is the 5th of May. It's Bobby Sands. And it was 40, 40 second year. Thanks for reminding 40, 42nd. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Sands. And Bobby Sands. That would have been 1981, wouldn't it? 1981, the 5th of May, 1981. And would you mind if I read the names of all the Haystack martyrs? I wouldn't. I wouldn't stop you for a second, my friend, out of all respect. Right. There's Bobby Sands, Francis Hughes, Raymond McCreese, was. Uh, Pat O'Hara, Ian L.A., uh, Joe MacDonald, Martin Hurston, Kevin Lynch, Ian L.A., Karen Doherty, Thomas McElwee, Mickey Devine, yeah. Ian L.A. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no worry, was, I must say something, I was watching or heard something, one of our government people said last week about that gentleman. Uh, 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 he was a hero, actually, and he was the hero of his own beliefs that was killed in the Russian in, oh, in the Russian yeah. front. Oh, Damn it, if I can't remember that man's name. He was yeah, from I think, what, was he from Mayo? He's from Ackle Island. Yeah, all right, Mayo. Apologies, so, right. I can't remember and his name. Don't you know something now? And I heard, I heard a very top, uh, one of the top officials of the government saying that he was a hero. Yeah. When our people were fighting the aggressors, the aggressor, up in the six counties, we just chased them and jailed them. 
listen I understand exactly what you're saying and I, I follow the parley that you're going through uh, it was war there was war on both, both sides sadly civilians yeah. died children's died the consequences exactly, of it. Exactly. it was awful exactly. car bombings and innocent people died yeah. I understand all of that I, I, and I know, the, I know the struggle um, but I, I'll never forget that day in 1981 when Bobby Sands passed away from right. a hunger strike and, uh, you know, I, there I was a deathly silence and depression and darkness came upon the city darkness and you know I don't know have, I, I'm not too sure at the time I, I, I wrote it down that time I know it was at 1.17 in the morning what he died now, I, could be, I could be wrong at that right. I think it was 1.17 okay. in the morning okay. but listen to me I, watching what happened in across the water I won't be watching I'll be walking walking some of the dogs. All right, but you won't be watching on RTE, you won't be watching no, on No, yes, all. I will my kettle. Okay, nice one. Thanks for that. Take care, John. Take care, Dan. And also to Patrick, text 0868104106. And just to do honour to the man who did give his life, of course, for freedom, Finvar Kafferke, the Ackle Island um, man who went over to uh, fight for Ukraine. Text 0868104106. Uh, pick up, I think, is that the right name or am I confusing the names? I'll have to come back to it. Just out of respect for the guy. I knew he was an Ackle Island lad, but. I want to be sure about his name. Back after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Yeah. Corks Red FM. Yeah, I got his name right. Uh, final bunch of shout-outs. Free Food Friday, Roosters, Perry Perry, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. Northside Tires, listening on the Old Mallow Road. O'Leary's Lissard of Volkswagen. Shipping Solutions recently moved to Carry Tool. Morning, Andrea. She'd love a munch. Rochestown Park Hotel. St. Francis Unit at St. Mary's South Campus in Groner Broher. O'Callaghan Electrical in Mallow. It's a birthday there as well. Happy birthday, Kieran. Barsley Developments in Cove. Poor old Eddie and Damien are starving. AM Mechanical Services in Bishopstown. Flextronics in Holly Hill. The Food Prep Finance and HR Department would love feeding as well. Mallow Road Motors and Blarney Business Park. O'Connor's Pools Opticians. Stonemasons.ie. Are you still building that wall in Middleton, lads? Huh? Big wall, I'd say. Dasher and Little Island, Morning to Patrick, Unified Packaging Group and IDA, Business Park and Carry Tool, ND Painting. I'd love to feed the lads, keep their strength up, they're working late today, says Neil Duggan. Everybody at the Dean in Cork to give themselves the best start to a busy weekend. Uh, Foley's Plumbing and Toker, the pharmacy department in the South Infirmary, Glen Heights Pharmacy in Ballyvalan, Maury Heating and Plumbing, and Jenkinson's Logistics in Little Island after a hectic week. Now, I don't have any more time for shout-outs, but I will pick a Free Food Friday winner in about... Uh, uh, five, maybe ten minutes time. But it is time for our final qualifier in association with Soundstore. Every day a 200 euro gift card to be spent at Soundstore. That could be Sarsfield Road, Blackpool Shopping Centre and now open at Market Green in Middleton. They've got brown goods and white goods, everything for the kitchen, uh, all sorts of stuff with regards to television and all sorts of home entertainment systems. But just also the garden. We have a Gardena robotic lawnmower to give away as well this morning. But first up, a 200 euro gift card, a final one, a 200 euro gift card. We'll open the phone lines now. It's your opportunity to become our fourth and final qualifier. You'll get the 200 euro gift card and a chance to win the robotic lawnmower. But you need to identify this character from the film. So it's an artificial intelligence robot. Call him what you will. I'll be back. Okay. Very simple, straightforward. I'll be back. So pick up the phone 0818 104 106. Go for it. 
and then we'll get that competition on the air. Meanwhile, a lot of other texts coming in then on different matters from this morning. Uh, the Late Late Show was featured this morning as to who's going to take over. Shouldn't it be the best available candidate that gets the Late Late rather than you saying that it should be female? This is nothing more than female washing by people saying that it has to be female. Well, I think there's a lot of female talent, to be honest. And I think, you know, not before time, I'm quite sure there's never has been one and one is talented enough to do it. Why not? Lots of Bingo Loco. What are those Egypts on about? Do they know that Bingo Loco is? Tell them get a grip um, and get a grip in life while you're at it. Why didn't she leave if she was so bothered? She did. I'm no prude either, but I'd have been the same as this lady. No need for the vulgarity at a show like this. If I'd been there, I'd have walked out too, says Max. Uh, Bingo Loco is all fun and games. It advertises everything beforehand. Mind you, somebody says I agree 100% with Gillian. That was my point Wednesday morning, that this agenda is being shoved in our faces in all aspects of life and it has to stop. That's Maureen and Clonacilty talking about freedom of speech and these new hate laws. The Glen Eagle's a brilliant venue. Your station can knock it all you want, but I think you should look at the state of Cork first. It's a dump. I wasn't knocking it. I've been to the INEC. I've no problem with that. I hope to God we get our own equivalent of it pretty soon. I'm 40. I've been to Bingo Loco twice. It's absolutely a great night. Massive throwbacks to my early 20s. Thank you. Nobody forced anyone to do anything they don't want to do. If you don't want to ask, if you don't do it, if you don't do what you're asked to do for your prize, you still get it. But you're just booed and heckled when you're leaving the stage. Uh, you should go to Neptune if you want other bingo. To be honest, bingo is the third priority. It's all about the music and the drinking. She's making it out like that woman had her pants off and gave a full sex show. It didn't. It was a three to five second awkward, mo- embarrassing moment with an inflatable dildo. Um, morning, I watched videos. It looked like party, party, but nothing about oral sex on a dildo was ever mentioned in the videos. And one final one. I went to Bingo Loco before and I saw nothing wrong with it. It's supposed to be a laugh. They do advertise it um, and it shouldn't be taken seriously. It's all about the crack. So that's a selection for you. There are lots of others which I will pass on to Mick Mulcahy and he can get stuck into it on Monday with regards to texts and what have you. But I should have... Oh, let me look at these phone line numbers here now. Um, six, five, four and three. Okay, I need to be able to... I had hoped it would be one, two, three and four because I don't want to make a hames of this. Uh, six is Robert Minahan and Bandoff. Robert, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good, my man. Can you hold on there now? Because I just okay. want to make sure that I get this right. On five next to you is Maria O'Donovan. Morning, Maria. Hi, Neil. How are you? Good. How are you, girl? I'm good. Thank okay. you. Okay, all right. Now, you are on line five. So let me just get line four in here and it should be Veronica. Veronica, Good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you? I'm great, girl. And today's... Where are you, Veronica, incidentally? You're in Balafihan, are you? Balafihan, Fair yeah. play. All right. And our fourth and final qualifier, and this is from this morning, would be Kathleen O'Connor, and she should be on line three. Kathleen, are you in Bandon? Yes, Neil, I am. Excellent. How are you? Good, 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 good. So first up, the job I need you to do for me, Kathleen, is to identify, identify this morning's robot. Have a listen. I'll be back. That's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator. Well done, well done, well done. You've automatically won a 200 euro gift card for SoundStore, so congratulations on that. Thank you, Neil. Brilliant. Thank you. All four of you have a 200 euro gift card. Kathleen, Veronica, Maria and Robert. But anybody interested in a robotic lawnmower? Yes, please. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to ask, Robert, who does the grass cutting in your house? Uh, the rabbit usually does it, to be honest. And if not the rabbit, who does it? <laughs> I do. All right. Maria, in your house? Oh, the hobby, definitely. All right. Veronica, in your house? 
Veronica. Yeah, no, I didn't touch anything. This is the problem. You see, Veronica, you there? Yes, I am. Who does the who does the cutting in your house? Oh, the boss. We let him think he is anyway. And Kathleen yeah. in yours? Okay, yeah. I knew this. I knew this would happen because the lines went up differently. So I'm unfortunately have lost a couple of them. But this is live radio for you. Um, I think I'm just going to give it to Robert, gar- girls, because uh, none of you cut grass. He's the only guy who oh. speaks. <laughs> Sounds good to me, that's fair. Okay. Bye, Kathleen. Bye, Veronica. Bye, Marie. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Okay, Robert, you're our, f- <laughs> you're our first qualifier, right? So you're the first qualifier from Tuesday. Okay. So you get to open yeah. a door, right, between okay. one and four. And if it's I... if you open the right door, it's yours. So go for it. Okay, I go for number one since I was the first to qualify. Okay, door number one. No, man, no, no, you just blew no, it. Lucky. Go ahead. You just blew Thanks, it. Anyway. Thanks right, for the, I'm thank sorry you. about that. Bye, okay. bye, bye, bye. Maria. I go number four, my lucky number. Okay, you're second because you qualified second. Number four for robotic lawnmower from Soundstore. Sorry, Maria. Thanks, anyway. Sorry, sorry about that. Now, Veronica is in Balafihan and she's on. You're on four, Veronica? Yeah, go. What do you yes. think? Can I try number two, please? It's getting very tight now. It's getting very tight. Number two, you're saying for a robotic yeah. lawnmower. Have a listen to this. <laughs> You're going to have to take up grass cutting. Well, you're not actually. The, what? I will in my hat. You won't have to. The robotic lawnmower will do it. Please tell me you got a huge garden, do you? We have, yeah. We have. <laughs> well, this is literally plug in and sit back and watch it do it all Brilliant. for you. Well done. Thank you so much, Neil. You opened the lucky door. Commiserations, Kathleen. My sincerest apologies. And also to Maria and to Robert. Well done, Veronica Walsh and Balafihan. Thank you so much. You're going to have to give it a name, though, you know. These have to have names. Mm, I'll have to think about that one and I'll let you know. I think you should call him Marvin after the paranoid oh android. <laughs> Actually, would you mind doing that? Call him Neil the Robomore? That's what we do. We call it Neil. Okay. Well, enjoy. It's all yours. Thanks. Congratulations. Enjoy your holiday. Thanks so much. Take care. Cheers. Thanks to everybody who got involved in that. A Gardena robotic lawnmower, courtesy of ourselves and Soundstore. My commiseration. Actually, it is commiserations to the other finalists, but they all get a 200 euro uh, voucher to be spent in Soundstore. And that's at uh, Soundstore in Market Green in Middleton. Sarsfield Road and Blackpool Shopping Centre. Okay, um, last couple of bits and pieces before we go for the day that's in it. There's a big show coming on uh, in the not-too-distant future. It'll air on RTE. It's called Wild Islands. I got an opportunity to see some of the previews of it uh, where uh, Owen Warner literally uh, travels down the west coast of... Why am I telling you the story? He's going to tell it much better than me. It it airs on RTE on Sunday, at least starts on Sunday. Uh, Owen, good morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm good. So you're, you're the Bantry man uh, who literally went up to the north of the country and the idea is to sail back down to Bantry, I guess, is it? Well, yeah, we, we started up in Rathlin off the northeast of the country and worked our way down the west coast and we finished off by rounding Fastnet Rock just off the, off the west coast. And what are you in? I think there's some very interesting story with regards to the craft that you're in. It's, it's, so it's a, it's a glow choke. So it's, it's the smallest um, size of Galway Hooker. So the boat itself is about 140 years old. It was built on Weenish Island in Connemara. 
Um, and so it's, it's based in Connemara still. So it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a piece of our maritime heritage. So it's a real privilege to be able to sail something like that around the place. And what were the conditions? What was the weather like? Um, it was very varied. And as you can imagine, the very nature of the islands, they're, in, you know, they're offshore and they're isolated. And uh, the people who lived out there uh, were very much isolated. And not many of them left because of the weather. Um, so we had to kind of choose our windows of weather. And sometimes we had to stay ashore because it was so windy. But it's an inshore vessel. So... Um, it was. There were times when you had no wind at all, and then there were other times when you were just bombing along, um, doing seven knots, and so it's it's, it's a great buzz with it. And you're hugging the coast, so you're seeing the beauty of our country from the water. Where? Tell us about the track that you followed. So we started up in Rathlin, and we went along the, um, the north coast of Donegal. So that's the first series. So we, we kind of hit Inistrahol, um Tory Island, and head down to Ackle. And then the second um, programme is, is around kind of from Mayo down Connemara and Galway, so out to the Aran Islands, Inishbofin, um, Clare Island. And then the, the next part, keeping the, the best to last, we're going to be doing uh, West Clary and Cork. So starting uh, the show on Sunday starts in the Mahari Islands. Uh, and then heads down to the Blaskets, um, Skellig, Michael and Skellig Uhil, and then down to Garnish Island and Bantry Bay, and then finish it off with Passnet. Did, so you, did you stay in any of those? Did you stay on oh, Blasket? No, no, did you yeah, stay on Aaron or anything? Absolutely. No, no, yeah, we did. And in some of them, we got stormbound on them. And like we spent, I, we got caught out there for four nights out in the Skelligs, which was an amazing experience. And is all that filmed on? Of us, well, yeah, in certain parts, it's like so where we're camping and that kind of stuff. Oh, brilliant! A lot of it, you wouldn't you, you wouldn't see the actual. Obviously, we're there for four days, but you're just getting a, a small glimpse of what, what we saw there. But it was amazing experiences to be out there um, when there's nobody else out. They really feel, uh, I suppose, a, a, a connection with the past. I the did it actually. I did. Uh, yeah, yeah. I did, it's done Skellig's many times. I did an overnight on Blaskets, and it was one of the greatest things I ever did. It blew my mind yeah. to be in one of the old. Yeah. What about wildlife and sea life? What did you come across? So that, that's the real, I suppose, premise of, of, of taking this journey is, is to go on, a, on, on an adventure and to get a, an insight into the amazing um, wildlife that live on these islands and in the, the waters surrounding these islands. Um, and I suppose what's special about these places is because they're on the very margin of our country. It's where a lot of our, our wildlife has kind of taken refuge because it's been pushed off the mainland. Really? So it's kind of it's a glimpse of what we had and what we could have again. If, if, if we really? That's a very strong statement. Um, Isn't that awful? Yeah, no, it is. Like even like in the first um, documentary we look at um, the coral crakes up in, in on Tory Island uh, you know a bird that was synonymous with every townland in the country um, you know 50 60 years ago and because of the changes in, in agricultural practices it's now literally there's a few offshore islands where it's last stronghold and it has nowhere else to go that's and you think there's other wildlife really that have been lim- stretched to the limits of their existence by migrating only to islands to remoteness well, it's just because the reason they're there is because we're not there. You know, um, like if you think about the ma- mainland Ireland, it's because, because of, of how we, we farm and we produce food or, or our motorways or how we build houses. We're just marginalizing that wildlife. We're taking the habitat that they should have and every right to have and making it our own. And so it's just getting pushed, pushed, pushed. So uh, a lot of the time, you know, nature doesn't need our charity. It just needs space and to be let get on with what it, what, what it needs to do. And you've done, what, something like 25 years exploring seven continents. You've done Antarctica to Indonesia and everything in between. Is that right? This is your life. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to travel. And so, and so part of that, one well, of the main reasons I go is to, to look at the wildlife in these places. And so it's been such a great privilege. But you realise when you do um, what an amazing wildlife we have here and that you don't need to go to Antarctica or Africa. Um, but when you do, you realise you know, everything that we have here is just as beautiful, just as exotic. 
Um, and that's there's always the, the camera camera work and the level level of filming in this documentary. It's made by Crossing the Line, and they make documentaries all over the world. They're based in Westport, and so it's as good as what you'd ever see on you know the, on the BBC or whatever. So, up, and there our, pal, up there with Attenborough, up there with Attenborough. I don't know about that, but but yeah, our wildlife deserves to be shown, shown totally. to shoulder with everything else. Totally. In the world. So that's, you, that's I mean, you're a keen you're a keen forager, aren't you? And you 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 love to fish, and you got bees and all sorts of things like that. Am yes, I right? Yeah. Yeah. When you, you say what? a fair play. You've done your homework. Because uh, I'm, I'm fascinated <laughs> by it. I'm passionate about what you. I'd love to be you, but it must be very. It must be very hard, though. But but like when you when you forage, what are you foraging for? Um, anything from from mushrooms to seaweeds to. Um, wild greens like I, I think I just I, I suppose we, not enough people take responsibility for the food that they eat and the lives of the animals that they're, they're eating and I think we feed people more more people thought about what, what, what we're eating and, and what that, that animal whether it's a chicken or a pig or whatever uh, goes through uh, and I'm a meat eater but I, I'd like to keep our own chickens and that kind of stuff as well now it's not, it's not and everybody can do that but I think we need to take more time to think about the food choices we make and, and the type of food we, 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 we choose and as maybe it's grown in, in, in a sustainable way yeah do you see any whales out there you clearly would have seen an oh awful lot of, there's, like, there's yeah, loads of seals and things like that what about the whales yeah no, so in, in this episode that you're going to see on Sunday we got some amazing footage of fin whales the second largest creature to have ever lived in, in the world uh, we've some lovely footage of humpback whales doing bubble netting um, thousands of grey seals hauled up in the great Blasket Island um, so yeah it's, it's, it's amazing what it is and wasn't the Blasket the home originally of the of the of the basking shark wasn't it which um, was hunted down very much for oil wasn't it particularly absolutely yeah sorry I mean, it, it, that would have been ackle my apologies Actually, yeah, and we've got some, in, in episode one, we, we go down to Kim Bay and this lovely old black and white footage from the 1950s showing um, the, the slaughter of the basking sharks mm. there. Over 9,000 uh, basking sharks were killed over a 15-year period then. Mm. Um, but, mm. it, but it's amazing when you see them coming back and, and you know, that, that nature is very resilient when you give it that space. Do you get depressed, though, about the climate change? Uh, of course, I, I think a lot of people have had that anxiety and that, but I think... You need to turn because anxiety just leads to, to, to you know to hopelessness and and uh, you, you need to have hope and you need to. I think everyone has to realise that whatever they do in, in their own way um, and then whatever choices they make are having an impact. And like it is a I real think, thing, climate change, is it? It's just not another one of these warnings that we get that never no. actually comes along. No, so all you have to do is look, look look at the summers we've had. The last eighty years have been the hottest on record uh, in, in the world. Like it's, it's it's not it's not a pipe dream. This is this is happening. And yeah. Likewise, with with the biodiversity loss, like that, everyone seems to focus on climate change because we like, you know, uh, figures. We like to be able to collate it and all that and measure it. Yeah. But the biodiversity loss, and, and that's basically the the loss of of animals and wildlife. Um, like over seventy percent of, of it's like two thirds of of the vertebrates, animals with backbones, so fish, um, mammals, everything else like that. Seventy percent of them have, have disappeared in the, the last. And isn't there years. another? Uh, they've, they've disappeared in what length of time? Your lifetime? But isn't there another in figure about by twenty fifty? It's going to be it's going to be cataclysmic with the amount of extinction. Well, yeah, if we if we let it continue, but like what you have to understand is that we are part of this ecosystem, and an ecosystem is, in plain English is a place where and, and all the animals within it, whether they're mammals, birds, insects, fungi, plants, whatever, and we are part of that. But every animal and every plant in an ecosystem has a job. They're all doing something. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're they're giving something and they're taking something. Yeah. But we are just taking all the time. We're consuming and consuming, and we and we can't do that in that plant. And I would bet if I was to hazard a guess, you would never buy plastic, would you? Between what when you say buy plastic? You know, you know, you, you you would like I mean, the, the world. The world would be a better place without plastic, wouldn't it? 
Oh, absolutely. I, I, I try and make those decisions and I try and buy you know, local, sustainable, organic food as well if I can. But, you know, it's, it's difficult for, for people to make those decisions. But I think everyone has to do their bit. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. Because okay. whatever decisions we make, whatever, whatever euros you spend, that tells us a lot about our society and, and, and what way you want it to be. Back down to Bantry and back down to home is the end of the, the destination, isn't it? Yes, down to West Cork, exactly. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, so it's lovely to be, to be back there, exactly. Okay, can't wait to see it and encourage everybody to set their watches or whatever the case may be, pre-record. Sunday, half past six, first episode, episode RT1, isn't it? it it's, yeah, it's, it's the third episode of the series. Sorry, third, my apologies. They can, yeah. they can get the rest on the playback. The rest are on the player, yeah, yeah. I should have got to you a couple of weeks back when it all started. My apologies for that. <laughs> no but all the best, Owen. Thank Thanks for again. taking the call. Cheers. Owen no, Warner's bye-bye. show, uh, Wild Islands, continues uh, Sunday at 6.30pm on RT1. Uh, I'm going to have to get the back shows because I actually thought it was episode one on Sunday night. But uh, you can get everything on the player nonetheless. Right, um, just one or two things to do. Can I just recap on a story that we had on the air? I think it might have been earlier this week or the back end of last week. Do you remember the story of uh, Dermot and his wife? His wife was mugged in Turkey, had a thousand euro taken off them, which means they had no way of replacing it while they were on holidays. And they had uh, um, also been saving, saving hard with that money to replace a washing machine when they got back home. Of course, a mugger in Turkey robbed their money, two pensioners on their holidays and quite sure it's had an impact on both of them. For sure it has. But I just want to update on that because Dermot joins me again by phone. Dermot, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you? Uh, thank you for coming back. It's so kind of you to come back and update, and thank you for it. Uh, you got sorted with the washing machine, isn't that right? We did, Neil, last Tuesday morning. Um, my colleague, Adrian Sorrells, um, he rang me just after you finished with me on, on the radio. Delighted. And he, he helped us out. No, as I said, to you, we didn't want charity, but look, he came across, and I much appreciated it. Um, it was dropped off to us on Tuesday, so... Everything is everything is up. I'm delighted, and it's installed and working and everything. Yeah, everything everything is going well, Neil. And I, I, I appreciate what you've done and your staff. In, in. Not at all, man. Not at all. It's the kindness and the generosity of Cork people yet again. And how is Patricia? How are the two of you after what happened in Turkey? She's in good form. She's in good form. She gets, as I said, she get over it. Take time, but um, she's in good form. So okay. Okay. I think the story is. You have to watch yourself anywhere you go, no so You shouldn't no. have to, Dermot, but no. you do. No, you do. Listen, she'll get, she's getting there. Um, she's, you know, every day is a good day for her now because, you know, it's a hard thing to go through, especially when you're so many miles away at home. Oh, I know it, but isn't it lovely then when people are generous and want to help and they do? It gives you a, yeah. bit, of a, gives you a bit of a boost, right? Good and Adrian rang me and I, could, I tell you I couldn't, I couldn't thank him enough and we sent him a text thanking him again yeah. um, I think he's a very private and he's home here but, but what a little lovely gentleman thank you and so I, much thank you so much for saying that yeah. enjoy your husband buddy and thanks very much alright Dermot appreciate it my man thank I'll you let, ok I'll well let, done so that's happy. lovely well done thank you to Adrian sir for doing that and also you remember Billy Corcoran uh, the docker who was sorted out for the dryer for his daughter with cerebral palsy Thornhill Electrical uh, Electronics sorted that out for him down in West Cork that was the week before so that's another example of the kindness of Cork people. Talking about Cork people, it is time for our free food Friday winners for today. This will feed 15 to 20. Uh, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Bank. Not quite sure how many are at Dennehy's Health and Fitness or whether they uh, are hungry or not, but let's find out. They are in Blackpool. So who have we got? Gavin! Hey! How goes it, my man? Um, this is very tasty, tasty, tasty food. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, is it the kind of food that you'd be recommending at the health and fitness centre? 
There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. You have to get that protein in, Neil. You have to do it. Bait the protein into you so this lunchtime. How many of you are there? Huh? How many? I'm only there at the moment. There's 12 of us in the room. We called in a couple of members that were inside as well to give a good proper shout out. We, uh, we, cele- we celebrated our seventh birthday there yesterday. Um, <laughs> this is a good fitting way now to celebrate it today. Time, time for a food treat. Time for a munch. It'll feed Big maybe fifteen one. or twenty of you. So if you want to get in, not just the staff, but also those working out in the gym, feed them as well, will you? Oh, we'll have them all well fed. Don't worry. Okay. Thanks well, so happy much. seventh anniversary for yesterday, Dennehy Sultan Fitness and Blackpool. Thank you for listening. The Red Patrollers will be on the air with on the way with lunch to you all, piping hot and everything. But I want the biggest Blackpool shout out you can give me. Come on. All right, guys, three, two, one. Woo-hoo! Uh, try again. Woo-hoo! One more. One more. One more. That's the same one three times, so I'll take it all day long. All right. Good luck. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to Gavin and everybody at Denny He's Health and Fitness in Blackpool. That's it. I'm not here for the next couple of weeks. You'll be in the capable hands of uh, uh, Mick Mulcahy. Uh, look after yourselves. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you in a couple of weeks. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.